Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust Morebeer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Where's my spit bucket, John? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You sound great, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't recommend listening through headphones today. You don't want to get it closer to this voice. I think you sound sexy. Yeah, thanks. Hey, that's all that matters. I guess it is. It sounds like you're going to gob one at any time. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sick of you being sick, it's been a tough week with you. What happened? <laughs> you don't want Overworked, know. huh? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't shake it. I, it, it's not like, uh, debilitating or anything. I've been doing work and stuff, but I just, listen to me. I'm listening. <laughs> I sound like I'm in mono. I can hear it. I heard it on the, uh, oh, Friday have, show even. Oh, you have mono. I think you sound better today though than on Friday. Yeah, that's not saying much. <laughs> I think Daniela's actually gonna host the show today. You're gonna be the, our official host today. We think of that. Um, I gotta go. <laughs> Just do it all in German. No one will care. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be awesome. Everybody's drinking anyways, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, by the way, congratulations to the United States for placing second in the Olympics. F you. <laughs> <laughs> placing second. Yeah, Danielle is all excited that uh, Germany. Overall. Is, uh. Yeah, overall in medals, Germany. First in medals by like six medals or something. Uh, right? I think by four medals. Yeah. Four medals, yeah. and then we were second. Twenty-five to twenty-nine. Yeah, and we got one gold more too. Wow. Danielle's funny that way because she gets she gets angry if at Americans for like cheering for America and going all pro America. Yeah. But then she runs around with pro- one arm straight up in the air, pointing <laughs> at the sky, talking about Germany all the time. Oh, Germany's gonna dominate I'm the Olympics. Only angry at the Americans when they cheer for the Americans when they win. But now that we won, it's kind of okay. Somebody else who was here the other night, was another German, was saying that uh, it's crappy that at, at the Olympics, and only American fans do it, like right in the middle of a race, they chant, they, we chant, USA, yeah. U, but like no other country does that. No, Nobody goes, Germany, Germany, <laughs> Germany. But it's because USA is so awesome. It even gets me pumped up. The USA. It's such a great thing to say, right? <laughs> it's a great thing to say. It's like a lot better than USSR. <laughs> USSR. <laughs> Yugoslavia. None of it, none of it works like USA. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just, uh, that's the way it's going to be. Harmony. Yeah. Harmony. 
We've got a good show planned for you today, all uh, sickness and jokes aside. Uh, glad to have you back in the studio today, Doc. Thanks. Good to be here. It's, uh, you were away at, at the old anniversary deal and even called in last week, but we missed you. We were at the break, huh? Yeah, I was uh, trying to call in, and uh, you guys were on the break. I tried before. It was busy, 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 and then when I finally okay. got through, it was, it was a break. Yeah, last week was crazy because it was a three-day weekend for most people. So we were real mellow and right down to business in the studio, but folks at home were just getting hammered. Yeah, I was reading about that in the forum. Yeah. Angry, too. Yeah, yeah they were, I mean, uh, Gucci was hammered and angry on yeah. whiskey all day. and uh, Oh, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> it's You know, usually we instigate all the drinking. We're like, hey, let's drink. and uh, But no, John and I were pretty straight-nosed and... Uh, Focused, ready to go. Like every other call was a drunk of the week call. <laughs> Remember that one week we couldn't get even one. To I, call know. In. I know, and then we're like, God, and there's shut keg up on the line. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so it was cool. It was a lot of fun last week, and uh, but glad to have you back. We did a little. I pictured you like hiding out in the hotel bathroom on your anniversary. Like, oh, guys, I only got a second. She's coming. <laughs> this is all I get to call. I thought about it. <laughs> Actually, uh, we were at the movies, and she did go into the bathroom. So before we go in the movies, you got to go in the bathroom. So she's like, I'm going to go, so, okay, well, damn, I'm going to dial the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's awesome. the only chance you get. Well, glad to have you back. i got a little feedback about you uh, in a minute here when we do the feedback thing. I do want to say i got to give out a special congratulations, uh, speaking of the Olympics, because uh, this, fr- this past Friday on Lunch Meet, we had the first uh, Lunch Meet Olympics. And uh, I just got to give another shout-out to Bub. Uh, otherwise known as Boob, right, Daniela? <laughs> boob. boob. Because, man, did Boob bring it strong it's and won great. two gold medals in uh, Friday's Whoa. Olympics. You know, uh, both in the long pee and uh, and also the bad beer guzzle. <laughs> uh, neither of those events are, are, are very, uh, you know, uh, easy to compete in. And uh, he brought it strong. Wow. Well, I, I was uh, around for your beer guzzle. <laughs> that was ugly. It was weak. What, and what did ugly. you drink? Paps. Paps. Oh, God, I slammed a Paps. and uh, He didn't even get it all the way down the first time. No, nah, I couldn't finish it. I mean, I finished it in, in two gulps, but, uh, oh, I almost used then he ran yeah. for Then he ran for the door. I did. I had to scoot over and open the side door here because yeah. I was... Uh, I was ready to go. He was B-O-H. It came up a couple times. I fought it back down. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, in the Olympics, you gotta, you got to fight it. You know, you can't <laughs> no just pain, let it. No gain. That's right. You can't just let it come back up. But I just wanted to give a uh, congratulations and a thank you to Boob for participating in the Olympics. That was real cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually sent us some glassware that he had made. It's out in the, I'll get it for you guys at the break so you can check it out. Sent us some beer to try. So, Boob, we're going to try your beer later. Be ready to call in. Like so you how long that. did he have to... Hold it for the. He pee, said that he contest. started early that morning and Held it. and just and and started just chugging water. In fact, if you look at his picture that he posted on the forum, he's got a, he's got a, his two medals around his neck and a <laughs> giant jug of water. Yeah. And so he said he just was drinking all day. And uh, him and his wife had to go do some things, um, like some important things for their daughter. They had to get their uh, her birth certificate or something. And he's like, he's standing in line there doing the pee pee dance yeah. and like, and, yeah. and rushing him back home. And his wife's like, let me just get this straight for a second. You're rushing home so that you can pee on the radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's for the gold, baby. Is that weird? It's for the gold. <laughs> so, uh, he really That's brought That's a true strong. champion. Wow. 33 seconds, huh? It was a 33 second pee. That's a long yeah. time. That's training. Yeah. 
Now, here's what I'm saying, Isn't though. Isn't that bladder doping? If it was all, yeah, he said it was all in his speech, in his victory That's speech, funny. he said it was the training. It definitely was the training. And, of course, he thanked his wife for all her support and uh, all, of his, all of his sponsors. He thanked his countrymen. And the curling sisters. <laughs> he, th- he did thank the curling team. <laughs> did you read today? Uh, I, I, it's old news now. I just saw it in the forum today. But the, the American curling team, the women, of course, they got a, a nude calendar out. Nice. You only saw that today? I just saw it today. What's wrong with you? I don't know. It's a pretty good calendar, actually. 35 bucks, it better be. But they're <laughs> naked, yeah. though. But they got some good knockers. Mm. Yeah. They got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We're going to charge 34.50 for our calendar. <laughs> only because there's no big knockers. Are you going to be, what? Are you going to be naked, too? No, 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 but J- uh, we're going to put JP's big knockers on it. Just oh, see yeah. That image. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, we got to do that. So I just wanted to give a good uh, so good shout out to Boob. Does he wax his chest? <laughs> Look like it, huh? Yeah, he did. It. That's it's smooth skin. Yeah. <laughs> that picture is just something. so disgusting. Check out our forum like if you don't cup, know what though. we're talking about. Um, you'll see some good pictures in there that are real funny, and uh, it's all under the beer radio thread. Uh, yeah, it's all listener picks. It's under listener picks, which is now not even should shouldn't be the title of the thread anymore. It's separate. It's yeah. a separate thread. It's pretty much all brewcaster picks for the last yeah. couple months. I like Lufos, by the way. It was funny. Did he yeah. put up the chicken one? The chicken one. Oh, running around I love naked. that one. Yeah. I'm fat. <laughs> you put on like we got to measure you again. Yeah, you put on some weight, buddy. I, I grew, too. <laughs> Been eating too much chicken. Something. I mean, that was just... Uh, it's that Olympic guy who just ran across the field, right? Does this count as a gold? Screw Germany. Hey. USA. USA. You can say as much as we want. We have more medals. I'll run the track naked for a gold. <laughs> you got it strong. All right, uh, Gino Acevedo is going to be in the studio with us later. He's from El Toro Brewing Company, and we're going to talk to him all about their beers. They've won a few awards with them. And uh, good family-run business, and I think we're going to kind of talk to him about that end of it. He's, uh, his wife is his partner in the company, and uh, I think he's probably got his kids in there brewing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's got going on. So when he gets here in a little bit, we'll talk all, uh, all about that end of it. You know, I think it's kind of a cool thing to have the family-run brewery. It's definitely unique. Yeah. And he brought us some beer this week, so that's cool. Yeah, that's good. We'll be drinking that. Right now, we're drinking John's Doppelbach, though. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'm buzzed. I'll tell you that much. Are you? Yeah. I'm not buzzed yet. I should be. But I'm not. Well, because the glass is more wow, than arms you reach. killed that. Man. Yeah, it's, it's true. Good. I got the I got the glass too far away. What's the What's the alc- the ABV on this guy? That's nine point eight percent. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Not bad. It tastes awesome, John. Yes, it, it does. really is. It's got good no beer. head retention though. Yeah, it, it'll pour with a nice head on it, but the alcohol is so strong yeah. it just eats it right up. So it ends up looking like it's flat. Yeah, it, goes, it goes down a lot smoother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it finished out at sixteen. <laughs> the original was ten eighty seven. Wow, that's a heck of a drop. Yeah. I my with my ESB just finished out at 16, but it started at 10.54. Yeah. <laughs> not, not quite the difference, yeah. I have it in two carboys. One carboy that had the Y yeast in it went uh, fairly quickly and then really dropped out. Highly flocculent yeast. My beer is clear, clearer than any beer I've ever done, mm-hmm. and I didn't even put Warflock in the boil or anything. And I've not cold stored it, any, anything. I just transferred it from the carboy, mm-hmm. clear as a bell problem is it didn't quite finish out the other one that i put white labs yeast in it's still going uh it's got i could still bubble in a little bit and so. everything was the same too right everything else was it was the same beer i just put it in two different carboys and then pitched you know so and you you started that smack pack at cold too i remember like <laughs> it was it wasn't like refrigerator cold but it had only been out of the refrigerator for maybe two hours when yeah. i smacked it 
It was all right. It, I mean, by the time I pitched it, you know, hours later, it had it had puffed up like mm-hmm. it's supposed to. It wasn't going to puff much more. So you get a better ferment. It's good to know. Except that it didn't. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what this one finishes out at because it may be better in terms of speed. Right. But if this one ends up finishing out below ten, you know, I don't think you will with a British. You don't think so, yeah. huh? Eleven's the cl- lowest I've ever gotten. Okay. So, but uh, if you do, props to you, man. <laughs> well, I got a very urgent thing here. Yeah. Why don't you ask the question? Oh no. When is the cider show gonna be? These douchebags. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we left a message. They with threatened me already. <laughs> we need a cider show. Yeah. Damn. What's up? This is a beer show. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a heads up. I didn't tell John this yet. Uh, John has been trying to call the guy. I know that. A uh, good friend of ours in the brew industry, Sean O'Sullivan, uh, talked to the guy for us the other day and is going to give. Uh, he's going to send me his private number. You can so shame just, him into it. Nice. So I'm going to blow up his cell phone. <laughs> hey. And I'm just, you know, I'm just going to give it all to you guys. I'm going to give out his number to all our listeners, and you guys can just call him and say, "When's the cider show?" That's me. <laughs> That'd be funny, though, right? It'll be funny. <laughs> yeah, until you get that that injunction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. A couple of things here in the feedback box. Got an email from uh, Hawaii this week. Is it my dad? I won't read you the whole thing. Your dad live in Hawaii? Yeah. Lucky him. Says, I've heard you mention on the show about every show uh, I've listened to that you receive complaints about too much gaggle fucking, which is a military term uh, for us, you know, rambling on all the time, uh, versus uh, having informative features. I have to disagree. Many other shows are so technical that I feel alienated as the regular guy. Your show appeals to the regular guy and keeps the camaraderie alive that has been influenced by many centuries of enjoying our great beverage in almost every culture. Awesome. That is what gives your show worldwide appeal, hence the worldwide listenership. And although you now have tens of thousands of subscribers, you conduct the show as if all the listeners are part of a small, exclusive friendship. I like that because that's really awesome. what we go for. I, I, I consider every one of you. I try to remember as many names as I can uh, from the chat room and from the forum and emails that I get. And uh, you guys, too, each interact personally with people on the forum. And mm-hmm. I don't think it matters how big it gets. It's, it's definitely all about us being a small community. Uh, we started out with a few of you guys, and it's, it's branched from there. So I'm glad to hear that this guy thinks we're keeping it real in the, in the uh, camaraderie department. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. That's awesome. He goes on to say, uh, please keep up the great job and never let Doc take another day off. His <laughs> attendance is imperative as a technical expert and comedy relief. <laughs> you're a legend, Doc. I'm glad I can fill both those positions. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree, Doc. You're not allowed to take days off anymore. All right. I will actually uh, forward this email to your wife and see if it gets us any ground. So that she knows how important you are. Okay, to the I'll give you her email address. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that way she knows. Uh, okay, another email that came through, a suggestion for us. Uh, says, I have a suggestion for the advanced all-grain brewers. I think that in the future, maybe you can have a show about decoction mashing. I mean, what styles to use with it, the difference from the single, double, triple, etc., advantages and dif- disadvantages of both. Now, we have done discussions about this. If you yeah. check back through the archives, I'm hard-pressed to remember a date right now. But we have done this. A whole show about it, uh, you're probably right, for, for a lot of people would be very interesting. 
for most people, it wouldn't. It'll yeah. <laughs> be very interesting. So maybe what we'll do is feature another segment when we can, when we get somebody in here. It'd be nice to get a couple of brewers in here who each do the different style mm-hmm. of mashing, plus some home brewers, too, and kind of have a roundtable about well, it. Well, Doc, you do it. Yeah. So... You do the decoction match. Uh, it, certain styles and when I'm a glutton for punishment. What's the one that you just did uh, that was a real pain in your ass? Uh, that I did the wit, and that I use an adjunct mash, which is basically a decoction mash. And you use a separate mash, uh, bring it through the different temps, and then boil it, and then put it back into the main mash. So I Basically, it is a decoction mash. Okay. Although you start with two different mashes and then combine them. Uh, decoction mash, you more take part of your main mash back out, run it up, then boil it, throw it back in. Okay. So there's, there's issues with, with both of them. It's a, it makes a long brew day. Yeah. But, yeah. uh. It's definitely a lot of effort. But if you want that, some, you know, sometimes you want that kind of a challenge. So. Uh, you gotta do it at least once. Yeah. If, like he said, for advanced all grain brewers. Yeah. It's the next step up. You gotta do it at least once. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we'll make a note of it, and we'll definitely plan a segment on a show. Then I sure. think you know we can we can do a half hour discussion on it probably, Easily. and uh, get a little roundtable going. Maybe okay. Dan Gordon. Okay. All right. Sounds good. It's coming in a couple weeks. So yeah, yeah they do do decoction matches. Okay. All right. Uh, here's another one. Now this one's a good one. I like this because it brings up something we haven't reminded people about in a long time. It says, "Hey gang, I've been visiting your site regularly for almost a year now. I've also been home brewing for over ten years." Now, like most of us who brew, I have built quite a few snappy items that I think other brewers would enjoy uh, enjoy looking at. I would like to post pictures of my three-tier 10-gallon brewery, as well as a really snappy home-built bar wow. containing a home-built uh, 19 CF fridge right in it. Hmm. Now, I know what you may, may be thinking, but allow me to share these pics, and you'll agree that the items are worth it. Absolutely. We did announce this a long time ago. I think we just never announced it again. Mm-hmm. You can send your picks uh, either to me or John. It's Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com or John P at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send them right to us. We we don't we can't allow you just to post to the gallery because that would just get out of hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. <laughs> take a look at our forum and you'll know what I mean. Uh, so, but but we we want to post everybody's brew picks up there. I, I don't care how small or big the, the homebrew system is or what you have that you want to post uh, equipment-wise, we'll put it all up there. We want a whole gallery out of it. But we never got any emails. Nobody yeah. ever sent us any pictures. So uh, I guess we'll just re-announce it because it's a great question. Mm-hmm. Send them to me. Just email them, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. I'll be happy, happy to put them right up there. Well, yeah. it sounds like uh, he's pretty proud of doing that and probably did a really great job. Uh, maybe throwing in some of the technical stuff he did to make it. Yeah. Because we're going to get bombarded with questions. And, oh, how'd you do that? What'd you use for this? What'd you do for that? That's and true. That's what everybody that's a gadget guy wants to see is somebody else's idea on how they did it and then incorporate it into what they're going to be doing. Sure. Most definitely. So uh, the more of you who do it, the better that gallery is going to be. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and send them in. Some people say that they usually brew naked. Is that okay as well? Yeah, that's all right. All oh, right. you burn yourself once and you, you just don't <laughs> do it anymore. Yeah, I don't care. I'll, if you want it up there, I'll put it up there. <laughs> that's fine by me. That's an experience. experience. Justin finds he can't get close enough to the mash ton when he when he's brewing naked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's just so warm there. <laughs> so warm and soft inside. 
Oh, that's your secret mash ingredient. Yeah. yeah. I don't use a plastic <laughs> spoon to stir that thing in. Oh, I'll tell you my that. God. Wow. You got some steel. <laughs> so you can, you can tell the temperature of the mash is. Yeah. The problem is unclogging when you're done. You know oh, what I'm saying? You get wow. the... Yeah, never mind. Well, at least you're clean and sterile. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Sterile. That All right. was gross. The last email I want to read... This one was uh, tough for me to get to. It was a two-part email, and one of the emails goes on for three pages. John, it was about our discussion about uh, cask-conditioned ales last week, and more so how to pour from the hand pump and keep it fresh. Keep it fresh with a CO2 um, blanket. Mm, yeah, but what was the thing that the uh, that Dave said to have basically a uh, a little valve yeah. that will allow you know CO only only enough CO two in there to keep mm-hmm. the pressure right? And one of the things that Jamil called in about and said was that if you add pressure to your keg, like like you had recommended, John, maybe put a couple of pounds of pressure on the keg just from your CO two tank, yeah. that it would actually leak out the beer engine. Hmm. Well, this guy he's a he installs beer engines for a living. He's a CO two guy. And he says, as far as he knows, the majority of beer engines will not leak whatsoever. If they would leak, then you could never keep the cask up above the hand pump, which happens occasionally right. when you do the gravity feeding from a from a hand pump. You keep the cask up above it. Mm-hmm. If if it, if there was no blockage, it would just kind of dump right out. Yeah. And the other thing he said is that uh, there's just a certain amount of pressure built up in general from the beer itself, and then it would push itself right out the hand pump yeah, too. Head pressure. So he said yeah. that there is going to be a mechanism on most beer engines to keep it actually from pushing out. So his suggestion was that you he thinks, and he wasn't positive, uh, although he, he does install the things, his suggestion was just that he thinks adding a couple of pounds of pressure would actually work just fine. Cool. And that you might not need to do the whole valve system. It probably wouldn't just push it out your beer engine. That's so, a good point. Right on. Of course, it's probably going to depend on the beer engine, so you're going to want to check that out. Uh, but I don't think it's that difficult to do. Yeah. Put a couple pounds on it. If it starts squirting out beer, uh, stop. Don't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I mean, it, I was going to just give the email to you, Doc, because it's all Greek to me. I, I'm not all even right. going to try to read it on here. But, I mean, he j- he goes on and on about all the parts per million and, and, and what it means. And, yeah, I'll forward it to you. I don't even, John, I, I'll, I'll be serious. <laughs> I don't think you'll get it either. That's okay. But it is a good start. Because he kind of he, he does talk about a lot of things in terms of carbonation in beer, mm-hmm. and then carbonation about how to serve beer. Mm. So I'll give it to both of you guys, and okay. and maybe if you can find some uh, you know real clear and valuable things out of it, we can do a little post about it. Yeah, it just just in regards to the show. All right. Jamil highly disagrees with this opinion right now. Of course he does. I figured. That's mm-hmm. okay. It's okay. Is he saying just, anything yeah, about it? Yeah, he said, just try it out, and you'll see. Okay. That's fine. And the guy said he wasn't positive either because he doesn't have any beer engines himself at home. He just does sort of the CO2 system installation. And his assumption in, in researching a few beer engines was that they wouldn't do that. But uh, uh, Jamil said he does have a beer engine, and, and, and I assume he's tried it himself yeah. too. Yeah, he's so. now saying if the restriction of the line is more than the pressure, it comes right out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, That's his opinion. Well, take a look at this email. That you know, you guys. Maybe we'll ship it off to Jamil too and see what he has to say about it, and then we'll maybe give you a final report. We'll have a Jamil. Yeah, about that. I had to read it because I like it when when our listeners kind of come in and and, and chime in with disagreements about what we do here. So had to put it out there and uh, let you guys decide for yourself. Exactly. All right. So just take a look at that. Sweet. <clears throat> I had something else I wanted to get to uh, before we take a break, and 
and um, in my medicated state, I can't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> well, your brew house is looking awesome, <laughs> by the way. Thank you. That's what I wanted to get to. Yeah. Uh, not just my brew house. We did uh, build a new uh, brew system. Danielle and I have been putting together a few things. It's awesome. It's it's looking it's working a lot better than our, our previous method. I'm of, really of really happy about that thing. It's cool. And Daniela did a brew yesterday. Her second brew. She did a 10-gallon mini mash. Mm-hmm. Wow. With the help of John and Justin. Yeah. John... She uh, did all the labor, though. She did. Yeah. She was... And, and I, you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I tried for three hours before the show to get the gallery up with all the pictures in it, because we took pictures for you guys. And uh, there's so much traffic on the website right now, it won't even allow me to upload anything to it. <laughs> That's yeah. a good problem. Yeah. Good. A lot of you guys checking out the website. So I'll try again after the show when it dies down and see if I can get that up there. And there's uh, all sorts of pictures of her doing all the labor and, and brewing and, and the whole bit. What'd you brew, Daniela? I brewed, I don't know what it's called, the term. <laughs> it's Daniela's beer, but it, what it is, it's a blonde ale. Yeah. yeah. It's a blonde ale, and, and then you brewed it all to German uh, specifications, yes. all German ingredients. I told John that I only wanted that I wanted a German beer mm-hmm. because I want to send it out to my family in Germany, and I, I know that they have a very specific taste, and they're very used to German beer, and this is why I figured, okay, let's go ahead yeah. with the ingredients from back home. Nice. And, of course, you can get everything at B3. So John helped me designing the recipe. I took one of your old recipes that came out really great mm-hmm. as a raw model for me, but then I alternated the recipe because I don't want it so bitter and hoppy. Yeah, yeah. The deal is we can't log. We could logger here, but it'd be a real pain in the ass. We'd have to do the ice bucket thing, yeah. and also we're sort of impatient. We don't want to wait four weeks for a beer to finish. Yeah. So a long time ago, I designed a Blondale that I thought I just it's thought really it'd be good. real cool to do a Blondale, mm-hmm. but brew it like it was a Hellas. So I used all uh, all pills uh, extract at that time mm-hmm. and all Czech sauce hops, except that I dry hopped it with Amarillo, which made it bitter, and which did make it bitter. But the beer was awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was such a re. It, it was, and, yeah. and such a dry finish, yeah. like a like a lager, that it it really kind of blew my mind that I even brewed that thing. That was your best beer. <laughs> it was definitely brewed. my best beer. Yeah. Uh, and just I thought it was a cool idea. So when Daniela was telling me, well, I want to brew this, I want to brew that, I just said, well, okay, we can't really lager. Why don't you try what I did? It came out good. So she changed it. You did all Hallertau hops, right? I did all Hallertau hops, yes. Yeah, Three nice. ounces in total, one ounce um, in the beginning before the 60-minute boil starts, and then in the last five minutes, and then in the last minute of the boil and what's your grain bill my grain bill this is what i put in in a grains is that what a grain bill is yes 10 pounds of german pills mm. Mm. one pound of german munich uh-huh. and one pound of carafoam yeah. yeah and what's that for um, i don't pound. know exactly but john just told me that's what the guys in uh from augustiner use in munich to brew their beer and so i said i want that <laughs> <laughs> it's their head retention right there right yeah the carafoam is yeah. over the yeah. gravities. Ten forty-eight. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it'll finish. It'll finish nice. We had a little trouble with the mash. Oh my god, (laughs) we had a little trouble with a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was having a stroke of genius, Doc, but uh, turns out not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, somehow my my mash bag because I just use the sanitizer bucket. I use a five gallon bucket to do my mash in. It's mini mash, so you know I leave it in there for thirty minutes, and uh, you you put it in a a giant nylon grain bag. Well, my grain bag disappeared. When I brewed a week ago, I took the grains out of it and set it down on the out back where my stuff is, and it just vanished. It's Dog gone. I dumped it. I, yeah. it. It's possible. I guess I had a bunch of grains still on around it. I didn't That's think true. about oh, yeah, that. Maybe biscuit. my dog did eat it. 
Uh, but it just vanished. And at this point, it's uh, we don't brew till nighttime around here. So it's uh, it, the, the beer stores close. It's 7 o'clock at night. And I'm like, well, you got all these ingredients. We've already started. What are we going to do? So what I do is I, I cut up one of my mesh hop bags, and I put that on the outlet post of my bucket. You know, the little spigot. Mm-hmm. So it's got a screw on one side just so you can fasten it on the bucket. Took off the screw, placed the screen on there, and then screwed it back on. I figured with the screen there, I'll keep the grains out when we when we transfer. And I'll do the old spoon in front of it trick to make sure that it doesn't get clogged. That's what you do with the grain bag, too. So here I am thinking, this is brilliant, because the grain bag's kind of a pain. It gets in the way while you're doing in. So I'm thinking, hey, this is just as good as a grain bag. It sounded like an awesome idea. It looked great. We'll put up some pictures of that, too, me and John trying to... Oh, that was so funny. John was all excited about Justin's idea, looking at him. Oh, my little star. I mean, it really, in, in <laughs> theory, it, it was star. just a great idea. So it, it got stage fright, didn't it? It didn't work one bit. Not, not uh, it, we opened yeah. the spigot. You got stage fright. Yeah, it just—I <laughs> was like, "Is there? Did we forget to put the water in? Like that's how clogged it was." Why is it still dry? So we ended up having to just—I pulled off the spigot entirely and just kind of we strained then the uh, the liquid that was pouring out the hole through a grain bag to get it out. So we still got it all you out. Hit your there. gravity. We did. It, it was just a pain in that. It took a lot longer. Yeah, well, you know, homebrewers ad lib, so you did well. Yeah, and 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 also because of that, I, I didn't get a real good. Uh, compacting of the grain bed mm-hmm. it didn't really kind of jam down because of such a restricted flow and i didn't i i couldn't do a good research either because it was such a pain to even get the liquid out of there so when all the liquid was finally out when all the wort came out i i didn't i didn't feel really good about the grain bed i felt like there was probably a lot of things left in there so i heated up some water on the stove to 170 degrees and then just kind of poured it on top of it and got another half gallon out of it or something was that a dumb thing to do, or that's that's basically batch sparging? That's what you're supposed to yeah. do, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like I was just bathing, uh, bathing, bathing the grain a little bit more just to get the yeah. rest because I was just positive there was a bunch of sugars left and in you're there. Right? You know, good thing you did that too. We got a whole, really. This was my question, anyways, in that regard. I don't know. Maybe it's a stupid question, but I asked Justin. So, I mean, we take all this good stuff out now, and we ended up with like 3.5 gallons, right? Yeah, three and a half gallons of it's a mini mat. Added and that. I was wondering, and now then we added like seven gallons of water, and I asked him. Well, why don't we rinse the water through the grain again? Because even if there's only a little bit left, you isn't it better have. to get a little bit than nothing? And he said, yeah, he didn't really know. As long as it's not too thin, then you're going to start rinsing out tannins and astringency. But, uh, okay. but, do, but doing mm-hmm. it once, basically you're, just doing a, you're doing a batch sparge. You, you drain it all out, fill it back up with water, let it soak for a little while, mm-hmm. and then drain it back out again. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll be fine. Okay. Ah, okay. But had we run all seven gallons of water through that grain bed, you're saying we might have gotten some tannins yeah. and things in there. Okay. Yeah, because it gets uh, too thin. Yeah, and the pH on your sparge water goes up to the point where you're going to probably get some tannins out of there. Oh, uh, gotcha. okay. All yeah. right. So that was, you know, we basically do for for a ten gallon batch, and we're doing it mini mash. You basically design a recipe for five gallons of all grain. You know, that's basically what right. we did, and then you add extract, say, for the other five gallons. Mm-hmm. So what was your extract then that you added too? Malt thing. What was it again? Mm. I think you did nine pounds. Nine pounds. Eight, yeah. pounds. eight, eight pounds. pounds. Eight pounds. Eight pounds. pounds. German pills. pills mm. Okay. Oh yeah, eight pounds of German pills. I got it here. And what's your what was your trick with that too? <gasps> I didn't boil it for the entire time. Right. Yeah. Because you, you told me that. 
we didn't do it at the end. Here, no. We're running an experiment. Because I've been asking about this on the show for huh. weeks now, and nobody has a definitive, a definitive answer. And I was also reading about in uh, Brew Your Own Magazine, too, about designing the perfect pale ale. Yeah. And it mentioned if you're doing extract, <laughs> not to add the extract until like 15 or 20 yeah. minutes to the end. And you and I have talked about yeah, it on here before, Doc. So... But we've not, I've not tasted the results yet. So we're running a little experiment. So Daniela did hers for 40 minutes. Yeah, because, because he's only going to do it for 15 I'm gonna minutes, I'm going to do mine right? for 20 minutes. Which was advice in the magazine. Yeah. Sorry. Now, they're two different styles of beer. I understand that. But I'm pretty keen on that extract flavor, whatever the beer, whatever mm-hmm. the beer is. So I think we're going to uh, get a good sample of, of what the difference is in what time you put the extract in. And I'm adding about the same amount of extract to mine, too, about eight pounds. So hers was in for 40 minutes of the boil. Correct. And mine will be in for just 20 minutes of the boil. Mm. And if it kind of gets better and better, I, I might bump it down to 15, like I just read, should be, should be done. You yeah. want it in at least enough to sanitize. So that's well, your 15. Yeah, that, and you want to get a hot break. Ah, you, you, you right. want okay. the protein break then. You want to get the protein break, yeah. and it starts to look like that egg drop soup thing. Okay. Um, did you boil it with all the water in it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what you need to do, too. You don't really want to have a concentrated boil. So okay. You don't want no. To, yeah. Yeah, we, all, fir- we first all had water. all the water in there, and then it boiled for uh, for 20 minutes, correct? Yeah. Right. And then we added the extract. And that was actually an issue because we didn't know if we had to turn off the heat or yeah. not. And we tried not to because I was pouring and he was steering, and we thought it could work. It didn't. It, do- it doesn't. You no, it, it, stick to the, it, it, does. Tick, it stick to the did bottom you, now. Did you have any scorching at all yeah. in the bottom? Yeah. Just a, a tiny little patch is scorched sometimes on the bottom. That, sometimes that's enough to come through in the beer. Is yeah. it really? I've done yeah. that a lot. And I so that might yeah. be a problem. But, you know, it was an experiment, and so now we know. I just was concerned uh, of stopping the boil at four, at 20 minutes into it. doesn't matter. Just, you just got to start it back up again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that, now we know because we did get a little burnt. I mean, we had a mean whirlpool going in there, so we thought it would be okay. Oh, the whirlpool was really good. Yeah. We got a good whirlpool going on there. Oh, but good. just a that was a good. That was a good part of the rule, and we could tell in the end. Justin told me that because all the junk and all the sh- like the stuff was in the middle, centered mm-hmm. in the middle, and yeah. that was really good. It was. So that worked just fine for us. You got a real clean transfer. Yeah, yeah, that's actually true. It was good. Her beer looks real clean. Now my beer is brewed according to the rules of the Reinheitsgebot, right? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, you don't have anything funny, uh, anything outside of the four ingredients in there. That's great. Yeah, yeah, you're all right. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to. You thought about putting gelatin yeah, in there as a clarifier. And then, and then Joel, John told me that's what uh, you do if you don't brew according to the Reinheitsgebot. And you said no. No way. Going no straight, cheating. straight German style exactly. for you. And actually you can't add CO2 either. Oh, oh, is that right? Really? you got to naturally carbonate? Come on, but CO2 is sort of natural. It is well, in the atmosphere. If you want to be true to it, no, you oh, can't. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. thanks for the hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, we proceeded, and then um, uh, my mash temperature was 152. Uh-huh. Right. Awesome. Pretty and good. And, and it only dropped down to, I think, 149 after the 30 minutes was over. Did you use the yes, mash sir. jacket? Yes, uh, sir. Doc gave us a mash jacket, which just it's it's fit perfectly to just sit right on top of your bucket, and that guy works real well, Doc. I love it. I love it. 
So, uh, yeah, kept a real nice mash temperature. Only got down to 149 at the end. Yeah, that thing's seen a lot of mashes. And I, I hadn't used it in a long time, and I ran across it. I thought, you know what? Yeah. Justin might like that. It is going to get some use, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to brew again on Tuesday, and I'll be using it again. Yeah, I like it's vinyl coated, so it doesn't get all yeah. nasty. Check, do you know where uh, people can get a mash uh, jacket? Williams Brewing. Okay. Just, is a it a mash jacket. All right, williamsbrewing.com or something probably. Yeah. All right, check it out. and get. The, I, I, if you're doing mini mash like I do, just in the bucket, I recommend this thing. It yeah, really holds it the temperature. Good. You know. Um, b- uh, back real quick to the extract. Uh, one of our listeners, Two Dog, is just saying that he had an experiment going on where he added the first half of it for the for 45 minutes and ah, then added the last half right. for 14, uh, 15 minutes. Nice. I've read that too. Mm-hmm. And the theory behind that is that hops need something to hold on That's to. That's what you, you told me. You don't want to just throw hops in, in boiling water for the full hour. What would it do, though? Well, it, it's not that it would It's not that it would be harmful. You're basically then making hop tea oh. if it's just boiling water, which is okay. But the theory, and, and I think it is you know, a lot of theory, is that the, the hops need and Doc, you could probably say what it is. I'm going to say things to bind to. Right. And you need the extract and the malt in there to do that, which I felt we were okay with yours, Daniela, because we did the mini-match Right. And that was in there. If it were an all-extract batch, I would have done the same thing that listener just said and put half of the extract in in the beginning and then the other half in at 15 minutes to mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, I think actually it's the other way around. How do you mean? Well, the the the, the wort needs something in it, and it helps with the particulate matter in the hops to, to churn it around. Oh, for the wort's uh, sake. To get more out of your hops and more bittering, you want a thinner thinner solution okay. so less stuff in it you're going to get a better hop utilization out of it but then you, but you're essentially making hop tea right. then if, but okay. you're still it's the heat that's going to isomerize the, the okay. iso acids I gotcha but yeah. for the malt and the wort's sake you need that in there it helps to have yeah the, okay. other, the other way okay well but I don't really understand what would the hops do to the beer if I didn't have the extract in for the entire boil what is it if it, I just boil the hops in the water does it do anything? Does it make the beer really bitter or doesn't do no, anything? No, you get, you get more hop utilization out oh. of it. So that the thicker the beer or the higher the gravity on the wort, you're going to get less hop bitterness into the solution. Oh, uh, so okay. So that's oh. why with an IPA, you got to run really high extra hops in there because it's a very, very thick solution. Okay. And it just doesn't like to... Yeah, I need to know that like because I'm not so much into the hoppy, really extreme hoppy flavors. So I need to know how I can balance the hops very nice in my beer. Well, so I think good. you did a good job because you had the malt in there already, not the extract, but you had. So it mostly goes the other way. If you want to have more hops in there, you're better off uh, making hop tea, ah. or a, and that's what goes into having you know full wort boil yeah. instead of a concentrated boil. Right, you're going to get more out of your hops that way. Okay. We got a little follow-up here on the CO2 for the German Reinheitsgebot. Um, okay. What the German brewers do is they recover the CO2 from fermentation to force recarbonate the beer, and mm-hmm. that's as allowed. Long, as long as it comes naturally. You just can't back the CO2 truck up to the... The plant. That's right. I read that. I remember that now that you mentioned that too. That which is really interesting because they actually then they have tanks that they store all of that that blow off CO2 from your fermentation and and then they can pump it back. No, you know why? Oh, sorry, I turned you off a a second ago, Johnny. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's that's right. Well, you can't do that, Daniela, because we have no way to save the CO2 from fermentation. All right. You're gonna have to. You could bottle if you want. I saw you bottling. (laughs) I'm not gonna do that. You're gonna break that one rule. I guess I'm in the United States, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> might as well, right? How'd All the right. beer taste? 
It tasted great. Yeah, Don't say that yet. No, I think it really tasted great. Smooth. I like the color of the beer, actually. And now, mind uh, you that I have no senses right now. Right. All yeah, stuffed up. he's <laughs> all stuffed up. And I think it tasted okay, but I cannot really tell until it's really fermented out because I just do not have too much experience yet. I don't know what it's supposed to taste, really, in this stage of the beer. Good. I think it's going to be a good beer. We'll see. Yeah. It'll be good. I'm going to be really It fun. was a lot of fun, though. <laughs> it's like this awesome ale. And like, damn you. She just kicked her ass. <laughs> really? Yeah, seriously. I'm serious about that. Yesterday, when we did the brewing, and it took us like six or eight hours with getting the ingredients, designing the recipe, brewing, cleaning up. I, I had yeah. such a great time, and I really understand every single guy out there why they are home brewers, because it's just a relaxing, nice thing to do. It, it, yeah. it takes effort, and it's going to be so much better to drink the beer, because you knew you made it yourself, and That's I had point. the best time, really. Awesome. It was cool. That's great. It was very good. All right, on that note, that's a nice note to end the segment and take a little break. How about that? we got Gino from El Toro Brewing Company in with us. He just jumped in here. You want to say hi real quick, Gino? Yeah, how's it going? It's going real good. How are you, buddy? Good, thanks. Good to have you. Glad you made it down here. Where's El Toro? Uh, we're Morgan Hill, just south of San Jose. Okay, gotcha. So a little trek, not too bad. Yeah, about an hour and change. Okay. You I've go. had your beer before. It's good. Thank and, you. And uh, we're going to try some when we come back, too. we got... Uh, Gino brought us a few samples, so we'll taste mm-hmm. that. And then, of course, we're doing our Newcastle tasting at the top of the hour. We'll do that at 6. Uh, that's a little close to your heart, too, isn't it, Gino? The Newcastle? Uh, uh, Newcastle's a favorite. Yeah? Is that the... It, didn't we, There was a, a brewery in England that got you inspired to brew. Was it not Newcastle? It was Newcastle. It was Newcastle. Okay. That's what I thought cool. I'd read. So, All right. So we're doing that at 6 o'clock. Get your Newcastles ready, and we'll do our palate tasting for the week. We're going to take a real, sh- uh, real quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk to Gino and uh, have ourselves a good time. It's the Brewing Network. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Brewing Network. And now back to the Brewcaster. Brewcaster on the Brewing Network. Yes, sir. Gino Acevedo. Do I have that right, Gino? Awesome. Acevedo, 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 avocado. Uh, <laughs> Close enough. I like avocado. I get, I get all of it. What they call you in school? Uh, Gino. Just Gino. Gino. <laughs> no, come on. The ones who... <laughs> <laughs> Not those ones. Not your friends. What everybody else call you in school. <laughs> Gino from El Toro Brewing Company is with us in the studio today, and we're going to talk all about El Toro beers. I did have a segment planned uh, for the news today. I had three news stories, which, you know, we started talking about beer, and that's all fine by me. But this one was interesting. You guys want to do it real quick? It's one of these things, it's about the beer law thing, and, but here's where it's different, because I was going to go off on my normal rant about this thing, right? You know, like I do. Yeah. Uh, but That's why I was holding back my answer. But I had to stop, and I actually, I don't want to go off on my normal rant about this, because I, th- I actually think that I don't have probably an, uh, an educated enough opinion in this case, because it has to do with kids in this one, and not just the underage drinking thing, like college kids and things like that, which I'm, I'm happy to talk about all day. This one was a little different, and I wouldn't mind just reading you the story real quick, and Gino, you can chime in, Doc, you certainly can, uh, and I'd like to, if a caller wanted to call in, because we've got a couple of minutes uh, before the 6 o'clock tasting, uh, if you callers want to chime in on this too. I just thought it'd be an interesting discussion. I just would kind of like the opinion. And it has to do with Chuck E. Cheese and Chuck E. Nice. Cheese serving beer. You want me to bring Gina so, over here? Because she's got a lot of experience <laughs> in At the Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, but not the beer part. <laughs> right. Well, Just the beers before Chuck E. Cheese. Right. <laughs> Once you get there, it's all pitchers of soda. Red Wolf. 
Well, the deal is is that uh, Chuck E. Cheese kind of decides by region whether or not they're actually going to serve beer mm-hmm. at their restaurants. And I don't know how big Chuck E. Cheese is. They're I know big. it's nationwide, and I don't know they've, if they're in every state. They've but been around a long time since I was a teenager, too. So. Okay. So most of you know Chuck E. Cheese, and it's a pizza place. with all. It's a kid's place. It's all games. you got the it's plastic great. ballroom and video games and the whole bit. I and, still uh, do. Some of them, John still <laughs> likes to hang out there, uh, hopefully just because he likes the pizza. Um, Makes him feel at home. But they kind of decide by region whether or not they're going to sell beer to the parents. All right. And in this particular region in Tennessee, it was in a town called Decatur. And interestingly enough, I think I've done several news stories from Decatur, Tennessee, by the way, that uh, they're fairly rigid. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese withdrew plans to serve beer at its new Decatur restaurant after area church groups complained and started a petition. Lyndon Haggard and his wife, Shelley, saw a story about the restaurant's plans in the Daily on Sunday. He mentioned it in his Sunday school class of young parents at Oak Grove First Congressional Methodist Church in Trinity. Whew. They decided to start a campaign to stop beer sales before they ever started. Many of us has chil- have children, he said. We visit Chuck E. Cheese quite a bit. We knew about other cities with Chuck E. Cheese that offered alcohol, and we were very surprised to see it going on here in Decatur. It didn't matter to the Haggards that the restaurant doesn't promote beer sales, only allows two cups per person, and cards everyone who buys one. Haggard started notifying other members and other churches. A buddy started an online petition with the goal of getting a thousand names that they could prevent the Irving, Texas-based chain from serving alcohol. Haggard called the corporate headquarters on Monday and made his case to company spokeswoman Brenda Holloway. She indicated it was for convenience and that they try not to push it, he said. I told her in our opinion it was unacceptable practice to offer alcohol in a place where children were targeted for playtime. She was very pleasant to talk to. I told her we would do whatever it took, including a boycott, to remove alcohol sales. The petition only got up to 100 uh, names, and Chuck E. Cheese decided to go ahead and pull the measure to sell beer at the Decatur location. And they contacted the person who called and said, don't worry about it. Uh, we do appreciate your community's concerns, and we're not going to sell beer there. So, of course, I was going to jump right in with my normal rant about, hey, why do you have to police the whole world and right. sell beer and what's the big deal? Uh-huh. But then I thought about it. You know, it really is specifically a kid's place to go. And I thought maybe that there are things that I'm not thinking about because I don't have kids. And I didn't want to go off on my normal tangent. You guys got an opinion about whether or not Chuck E. Cheese should be selling beer, Doc? No, I'm still reeling by this guy who made himself a pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) That that just pisses me off. (laughs) I know. Doc gets a little thorn in his side (laughs) about the whole thing. should be the manager. (laughs) You know, they've they've done everything else. Two beers per person. Yeah. Um, If you've ever been a a dad and you got to take your kid there to something, maybe it's a birthday party, maybe something like that, or just you got to take your two kids to this place. You know what? You can only play so many games, and you just soon sit there and eat have your pizza beer. and have a beer. And yeah. Because the kids don't ever want to leave. Yeah. And you're done in about 45 minutes, but the kids would stay there forever. Right. As long as you got quarters, they're happy. So you don't see any negative influence problem happening from, you know, dad's drinking a beer at the Chuck E. No, Cheese? because it's not your neighborhood bar. You don't. You wouldn't go there to get hammered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't, you don't go there to, to knock back 10 beers and then go home. Right, right. Um, unless you're a pedophile, probably, or something. But um, <laughs> Then you might. Well, plus, then, I'm thinking, you know, kid sees you drinking a beer at home. Right. You know, and maybe if, other if, kids If they're don't. limiting it to two per and they're, they're carding everybody. Yeah. Uh, 
That's pretty responsible. 888-401-BEER is the number if you want to chime in. Gino, you got anything to say about that? Uh, I've been to Chuck E. Cheese lots of times. I mean, Gina's over here, and she's 10 years old, and yeah. we've got, you know, we were talking about going to Chuck E. Cheese on the way here. No, we weren't. Really. <laughs> but we were talking, Forget the radio. We're going Chuck E. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about it today, actually, though, because okay. uh, we were just at a swim meet. We had lots of little kids around us, and... Uh, yeah. It sort of makes me think about how about Little League and things like that. Um, yeah. When you go to a, a Little League function, you always go to the local pizza parlor, Chuck E. Cheese, some of them, or any other mountain mics or whatever. And, yeah. uh, you know, the dads are, or the parents are always allowed to have, you know, a glass of wine over here, a pitcher of beer for the dads. And uh, you, you never see uh, that I can think of uh, people get out of hand. And yet what you're doing if you're being responsible is, uh, you know, promoting – um, so responsible drinking, something that's been done for thousands of years and uh, throughout the world. Yeah, responsible drinking. Don't keep it in the closet, and then the kids are going to have to find out somewhere, and you don't want them to find out. Yeah, at legal drinking age, start binging in college because they yeah. didn't get right. their share exactly. of it right. growing up. Now that's my op- opinion about the responsible drinking deal. Take the European model, Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't have Chuck E. Cheese in Germany, unfortunately, but we have the other guys. You know, like the one with the big M, for example. And since I can recall, they have always sold beer there, and I know it quite well because when we were poor and sixteen, and legal drinking age in Germany is sixteen yeah. or fifteen in Bavaria for beer. We went to McDonald's. Dear <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's. I do not know if they still sell it because I haven't been home in quite some time, but I know for quite a while they did. And one listener actually in a chat room had a very good point. He said, as long as there's another adult to drive home the car with the kids, yeah. sober, without having had any beer, yeah. it's fine. I mean, it's just beer, you know? Right. But they need to be responsible enough for doing that. Yeah. I, I think without ranting, my, my problem with the deal is criminalizing something like beer okay it's not it's it's not an True. evil thing in its in itself uh, it's it's what you do with it it's responsibility beer itself shouldn't be shouldn't be banned and shunned and 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 even with kids around i think treated in a, in a way that it that it's this big taboo thing because because let's face it, it's not. It's not. Uh, Gino makes his living off of the thing, yeah. you know. Uh, so do a lot of other people. It's it's ingrained in in, in many people's cultures. Ours uh, certainly. Germany, I think. It, I don't know if Germany would exist without beer. <laughs> well, I highly <laughs> I doubt, doubt it. it. Well, arguably, I mean, if you've read anything on Michael Jackson, some of the other you know, beer historian people, even uh, some of the people argue that the whole reason for civilization, the whole was was to make beer. Right. That's a good argument That's, right that's a great argument. <laughs> that's Best argument ever that. made in the studio. <laughs> All right, let's take a caller, and I think we got Beer Pal on the line here. Beer Pal. Yo. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? We're doing all right. You got an opinion were, about the beer uh, thing? You were feeling a little poorly this morning, yes? Oh, man. I, I, it was no good. <laughs> did you hear me? I, I did not, but yeah. I was on in the chat room, and, I, and everyone was saying... Uh, and you were saying how crappy you felt. I just I hope you feel better. Uh, I appreciate it. Now, I got a frog in my throat. It's been there for a week, and it won't leave. Did you uh, drink it into submission? <laughs> I'm trying. John's it. beer has actually made me sound a lot better than I did this nice. morning. I think the blues guys can uh, vouch for that. I was drinking tea this morning, thinking that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And then I realized... Uh, and then you saw me, and then yeah. you had to have a beer. Put your pants on, son, and have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got an opinion about the uh, the beer, Chuck? Well, I was going to mention, and I forgot, you know, and Daniela will attest to this, no doubt, and anybody who's been to Germany, you go to a brow house, and it's families in there, mm. you know, and it's it's a big social thing, and there's little kids running up and down alongside the tables, and everybody's drinking and having a good time, and people aren't getting out of control or nasty or stupid. Yeah. And it, it, it because kids are brought up that way, I mean, you go to a place like that, you drink beer like we drink Coke with a meal, you know, I mean... And the kids 
and it be, there's no stigma attached, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and the kids don't have to go out when they become teenagers and get hammered. Yeah, and that's uh, what I mean about the criminalization of beer is that it exactly. becomes it becomes stigmatized if you treat it that way. I mean, you see it with me and all my friends. We grew up around beer, and yeah. none of my friends abuses alcohol. And you know, now they are almost thirty years old. Yeah. None of them, really, neither one does abuse alcohol now. So it's not that you get so used to it that you drink it all the time. And, and beer is right. Uh, a beer garden is a family place. Yeah. People go with their kids, and they have playgrounds there, and everybody is just sitting there and relaxing and having a beer. Sure. Big deal. Yeah. And by abuse, you mean like pouring out a half-full pint, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would do that. Nobody would do that. <laughs> you got this little story about that. Yeah. <laughs> drink everything to the bottle. Yeah, I did that. You know how uh, when you drink out of a bottle, in at least in, in mostly in the U.S., uh, you don't drink that last that last tiny sip because it's your spittle? Because you learned that in high school. All right. Well, I, I stick to that. If I'm drinking, I'll drink <laughs> the last bit out of a glass. But there's something about the bottle. It just it, it requires extra backwash somehow. That stigma. So I'm in Germany and I and I'm drinking out of the bottle and I pour out the last little bit. I'm around like five of Daniela's friends. Just had met them that night. They all looked at me like I was Satan. <laughs> like what did you just do? That, that does sound weird. I've never done that. Even with homebrew, when you've got the sludge on the bottom, I always. Get to, just before you get to that, swirl it and finish the rest off. Finish it? Yeah. That's well, hardcore. Man. And I well, totally that's agree got, with you. That's where all the vitamins are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it cleans you out the next morning. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, that's true. I don't know. That's true. Oh, wow. Hey, thanks, Beer Pal. I thought it was a hop. All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> See you, buddy. That was the yeast. <laughs> Extra fiber. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to discuss that because I, I really was about to go ahead and make my own opinion. I thought, well, maybe there's something I don't get because I don't have kids. I but just, apparently not. I just don't like <laughs> the prohibitionist attitude yeah. of that, and yeah. that's just wrong. Yeah. Well, I thought we were all about, you know, around here is supposed to be acceptance and all things in moderation, but we can't do all things in moderation, including alcohol. Yeah. Now, does the Chuck E. Cheese here sell beer, do you know? Uh, the Chuck E. Cheese here. Well, yours, anywhere well, in our area. Yeah, they actually, the there's two of them in our area now. There's the one in, in South San Jose, which is Chuck E. Cheese University. At least it used to be. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, wow. The big, was the big one. Okay. Uh, and yeah, they do have uh, you know, the industrial beers uh, on tap and probably Red Hook, although I haven't been there in a long time. So and then there's... UCC. Yeah. University of California, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I want that and, shirt. Yeah, you see Chuck E. Cheese when the fog lives. And then uh, <laughs> uh, then there's one down in Gilroy, and I haven't been to that one yet. Okay. But Every, I expect they probably do. I mean, Every, I mean, how can you tolerate all those... Sorry. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's my point. little kids running around with, you know, at least... That was my point in general was how can you tolerate all the kids running around being crazy with that? I some, mean, of now, some of us. Some of us. I mean, some people have ev- more tolerance. Well, you get, you know, at, at 11 in the morning, no. Yeah. But when you get, you know, 4 o'clock, something like that, yeah. you're in there. Uh, every Chuck E. Cheese I've been in, because yeah. it, basically it's a pizza place. Sure. And I've never actually been in a pizza place where they didn't have beer. Right. It just kind of goes. Maybe it's an American thing. I don't know. Right. But uh, everyone's uh, that I've ever been in had, had beer. Yeah. Uh, I never think of Chuck E. Cheese as a pizza place when we go there. We always think of it as just an arcade to let the kids run loose. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, and you don't have, have to watch them because you're they're, you're stamped on their hand. Right, right. They can't Your leave. number, you know, the kids' number, so they can't get out. They can't get so you can let them run around until. See, that's all the more reason to, to, to serve beer because uh, you don't got to pay attention to your kids. Oh, you're you captive. Too. They're captive too. <laughs> like the walls are even padded at these places. I think <laughs> it's the safest place on earth. Right. And the one in San Jose, they got like an armed cop at the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you have a point too. It's like oh. They're running around crazy. Oh, there's pizza here. Pizza's done. 
and you gotta drag the kids off the machines to eat some pizza before you throw them back. And yeah. it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's it's that soda cracker with a red stain on it. Jeez. Well, I don't. I guess it's and those it's little brown things on top. They call sausage meat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. Is that what that is? <laughs> Soil <laughs> green is. Chucky. People. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing uh, that the company listens to the community if this particular uh, community had a problem with it. Although I, I would be concerned about how much of the community uh, vocalized their opinion. Well, but they only got 100 yeah. signatures. I, I wonder if they're going to get established, find out that uh, the restaurant's going to be hurting because they can't sell beer yeah. in there. With other, and they'll, maybe they'll reinstate it. Well, it's Tennessee, you said, too, right? And isn't, Tennessee. Isn't yeah. that one of those weird states that has still a bunch of dry counties? Yeah. And Absolutely. And that's yep. what I was thinking. But it's apparently not in one. Otherwise, they wouldn't even have thought of it. But uh, you're right. I mean, it might be right next door to a dry county. Yeah. People might actually go to the Chuck E. Cheese to get hammered if they're <laughs> next to if they live in a dry county. And that's the closest watering right. hole. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I, I had just, you know, my opinion was the same. Although I didn't want to offend parents across the world by saying, hey, how else are you going to tolerate all those kids? <laughs> <laughs> but I got two dads here saying the same thing so i feel all right with that well um the my kids let's go here let's go there and like mountain mics my kids love mountain mics it's got arcade in there i can i just let them go i bring a book with me it's usually a brewing book or something and i sit and they have a pretty good selection of beers i'll just have a couple of beers while they're up playing when i'm done with my second beer it's time to go right and the the kids aren't paying any attention to us at all anyway unless they need more change to get tokens that's that's when they come right back down can i can i have more tokens can i have another beer no that's I've never heard him say that. No, they never uh, get we, one. We say that to mom. To, yeah, yeah. So she can cough up the money in case you exactly. forgot your wallet on the table. Yeah, <laughs> It's funny how that works. The guys are almost like the kids in that sense. Can I have another 50 cents for beer? <laughs> I have $3. <laughs> so honey, you going to the salad bar again? Could you, could you give me another beer? <laughs> I think you've done that before with me. Yeah. Make it the 22-ounce size this time. All right. Well, good enough. I just I just thought it was interesting and be fun to do that. That's so a good uh, why don't we get to our tasting, John? Can we uh, we do that? We got to do right some now? Newcastle tasting at six o'clock, and that's Nuki like Brown. Now, Gino, here's the deal. Go ahead, Danielle. Yeah, and just um, referring to some technical issues here. Some people have extreme buffering, but it's fine. It should be fine, right? Everything is going smoothly on our part. Everything looks fine here. Yeah, it's all it's you guys, not us. It's all going out where it's supposed to go. It's just whether or not you're <laughs> able to get it. I'm looking at the screen right now, and it looks great. Oh and, boy! Uh, lots of listeners, though. That could be a yeah, a, a lot of people are tuned. This in. is why I'm bringing it up because actually, no, that shouldn't. Our server that doesn't matter with how many listeners. It's probably uh, tell your wife to stop downloading porn in the other room. And, and you might be able to get. Uh, yeah, she's using all your bandwidth. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. You can't you can't download too many. All right, never mind. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, Gino, just so you know, the deal with our new our tasting that we do every week is not really to evaluate the beer whether we like it or not. It's to help people out with their palates yeah. and and identify different flavors within the beer. So anything that anything uh, significant that you identify, feel free to chime in. Tell us where on your palate you taste it, anything like that, and and that's the whole deal. With so tasting. all that super peppery steak and garlicky uh, that you just had mushrooms and then the deep fried greasy stuff. That's gonna yeah. yeah. Well, that just awoken your sense. So basically, yeah, just try to deconstruct this beer for people. <laughs> and I'm going to say right now, it's all up to you guys, because I really can't smell or taste anything oh, right, good, at, good, at this good. point. My nose is clogged. Well, so what was the born-on date on this now? Yeah. Oh, it does smell <laughs> skunky. Yeah. That's yes, it's very does. skunky. Yeah. That's coming through my stuffed yeah. up nose. It even. has some of that, but... Uh, it doesn't take long something in a clear bottle. It only takes a few minutes, actually, to, to start the 
Well, it starts something going skunky like this. Is that right? Yeah, but yeah. In, in, New, in Newcastle, uh, it, they always complain about the, the clear bottles, and it's been touted that maybe they use hop extract instead of real hops to get Clearly through not. there. And, but obviously not. This is the, actually the first skunky Newcastle I've ever had. I've, like I've had I love Newcastle. It's one of my favorite beers. always mm-hmm. has been. Mm-hmm. This is one, and I smell it. I was like, wow, Sorry. that's a lot of skunky going on. And, yeah. and I've actually never had one hit me in the face like that yeah. with that much skunkiness. So Yeah, it really hits you. Uh, they won't... Uh, they won't move from the clear bottle though, because it's very product recognition For thing. Sure. And skunky is a sulfur compound. So. Okay. Yeah, it's hydrogen sulfide sulfate. Uh, it's a mercaptan. Uh, it, it does go away. Methyl mercaptan. Same stuff as in skunks and onions. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same exact same. We've done reports in that too, where it is really the same compound. Have you, you ever skunk. had Newcastle in uh, cans before? No, and I actually it's didn't awesome. know it was in cans. It's hard to find. They were asking me about it in the chat room this yeah. morning, and I said I don't know what you're talking about. I've never <laughs> seen the Newcastle nicer, in nicer a nicer place you can find it in, in the kegs too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's different great uh, uh, on tap. It's right. It's just awesome. I, I like Newcastle then too. They had it on tap at the restaurant. I was just at. Is that right? At Tahoe Joe's. Is that what you had? I didn't have any beers in there. So. You had milk. Had no, no, actually, <laughs> I had Diet Coke. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys going to have to tell me what you taste. All I can get out of it uh, in my debilitated palate at this moment is a, as a heck of a lot of malt. It doesn't taste as skunky to me as it smells. No, the hops are low. I get a nutty, nutty um, flavor. Caramely. Yeah. Nutty, I think, is thin a trademark. Thin in body. It's yeah, mm-hmm. thin in body. Yeah, that's low carbonation, too, so that helps. It's very even on the palate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not in the yeah. front or the back. It's kind of right right across the whole thing yeah. there. No skunkiness on the listener's side. No, are some they have skunkiness, some don't. Yeah, I guess this is the first one in many, many of these that I've ever ever actually smelled the skunk coming out of it. Now, now what's yeah. the surprised. deal? Hop extract will reduce the oxidation skunkiness happening? Well, they think there's less compounds that would possibly do. It's, it's all speculation because they won't tell you what what they do to do that. Uh, okay. Actually, with hop extract, you if you just use only hop extract, you won't get skunkiness at all. There's nothing in the hop extract because they remove the molecule in there that will uh, convert to right. the... The hydrogen mm-hmm. the, to the sulfur compound that gives you, the and that, that's what the speculation has huh. been with these. That's why they can use the clear bottles and get away with ah, it, like okay. an MGD clear bottles. It's uh, it doesn't go skunky. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. But now this would negate the fact that they use extract because this one's skunky. That or it's been a really bad place for a really long time. But right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, John wanted me to ask where the people are located that do not have the skunky ones, and we got Illinois, Massachusetts, and what's NE again? Nebraska. Nebraska. Hmm. And Pennsylvania. It's PA raid. But I don't know. I mean, we get them non-skunky here, too. So it's mm-hmm. it just depends on the shipment and how long it's been hanging around, I John guess. just picked a bad one. That's all. Bad, bad. Well, and once it's refrigerated, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't taste well. When you saw it, it was refrigerated. That's true. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of things that go into this beer. Uh, it's usually a mixture of two beers. Mm. And... A lot of caramel, a lot of, a lot of maltiness is basically built on the malt. And real mild on the roastiness. The roastiness comes through, but it's, uh, it's mild. Mm-hmm. For a brown ale, mm-hmm. uh, it's not one of the things that comes out and hits you right in the beginning. You can, you get it pretty much secondary, but it's there. Yeah, but it's, it's, there. But it's mild roastiness. And, yeah, and it helps round it out because there isn't a lot of hop, uh, hops in there. So you, you want to balance it a little bit with some more of the maltiness. Gotcha. Like some brown ales will tend towards almost a, you know, porter-like. Mm-hmm. Where roastiness is the first thing you get, and then the malt stuff comes through. Yeah. This one, the malt's the first thought, and then the roastiness comes through a very close second, but still there. But, right. But not intense, just. Right. And it balances nice, so it's not so sweet. Mm-hmm. It comes through. And then just the mouthfeel, it's fairly thin. Yeah. 
I like that actually. Uh, Drink a lot of it. You can, you can go two ways with the brown ale. It can be a real thick type of a brown flavor, you mm-hmm. know, especially in homebrew uh, when we do uh, malty browns and things like that. But I kind of like that it's a thin brown. You get a, you get a lot of the flavor, but not so thick. It's very English. Yeah. We have a listener here from Concord who has a not skunky one. A not skunky one. Mm-hmm. Well, I got screwed. Yeah. <laughs> it goes nine bucks. Now, okay, with the skunky issue, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that it can happen just in a matter of minutes of sitting out in a clear bottle like that. What about in my carboy? Uh, say, because what I'll do a lot of times, I keep my carboys covered, you know, right. the whole time during fermentation. But what I'll do is I'll move them to my kitchen about two hours before I rack because I want to move them and then let that settle out again. And uh, occasionally I'll just leave them uncovered for the two hours, but the kitchen lights will be on. You're probably okay. You don't think it's getting oxidized yeah. in that two hours there? Uh, it's not oxidation. It's, oh. it's, no. uh, it's a conversion of, uh, and I'm, I, I can't think of the... Yeah, the, the compound it, exactly. It's the hop compound, but it's but free it's, radical. But okay, it, but it breaks down, and it's a basically one of those ends up that's connected to the sulfur that turns into one of those the sulfur compounds. Okay. Turns into one of those sulfur that turns into the skunky flavor, and then once that action starts, the reaction due to the it's a uh, uh, photoreactive. Yeah, it's it's like a catalyst. It will keep going even if it started. Once it starts, you cover it up. It'll keep going. Gotcha. So I mean, you could put it in the light for a few minutes, then you could put it in the refrigerator, and even if that oh, it's not going to affect it that much. Yeah. If you drink it within a few minutes, it'll have just affected a little bit. But if you drink that same bottle an hour or two or a day later, it will have changed a lot. Right. So, it's, so I'm thinking it's my possible, two hours, yeah, it's, it's Depending on the beer, too, because if it's a darker beer, the light's not going to have been able to penetrate and, and affect very much. So even the catalytic reaction that started might not go very far. Gotcha. Depends on, it depends on time. It also has to do with the intensity of the light. Right. Yes. Uh, if it's been sitting on a pallet with just fluorescent lights, it's going to take a while. If you put it in the sun, yeah. oh, you're dead. It's going to go right through. Right. It's, it, the sunlight's got so many different wavelengths, and it's very intense. It's going to hit it. Right. It needs a certain wavelength. I think it's, I forgot, 640, something I, like that. Some weird wavelength that's got to hit it. It's something in the ultraviolet because they say, like Heineken that sits on the shelf or uh, Corona or something like that, uh, a lot of times it's sitting on the shelf uh, and not protected or its six-pack holder is way down low, so it's getting a lot of exposure to the, the fluorescent lamps that are sitting mm-hmm. there on the right. shelf hitting it. Right. And that alone can yeah, start the reaction. Yeah, that will do it. So it, it time, intensity, things like that. No, don't worry about your carb weight. Well, but it, it, I think it, it, you bring up two good points here. One is that it doesn't take that much time. So if my carb weight's sitting there for two hours, and I got pretty, I got fluorescence it's in the kitchen, you know? Still the inverse square law. Yeah. So it's still far enough away from that. It's okay. not so but much it's that. Not so. I, it's, I think it's more the people that are fermenting with an open carboy uncovered. Okay. Uh, stay away from that. Intense sunlight right away. Okay. It'll do it that much quicker. And how long does it take until you drink your beers once they're done? I mean, yeah, not too long. Not more than a couple months. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> it's really yeah, not so, that long. So a lot of it does have to do with the staling qualities too, and that just it's not going to hang around as long. Okay. But just so as not to be confused, oxidation is a totally different yes, it thing. Is. Okay. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Thank you for that because I uh, I always confused it too. And well, and then the other good point that you made, I I like that you've noted that it's really once it starts, it's that it's that's the catalyst, and it'll keep going even when you take it out of the light. So be extra careful then, because you can't just keep it in light, take it out. You've stopped the process. Once it starts, it's going to keep going, as Dave is saying. Uh, Gino, sorry, is saying here. So that's uh, it's a good point. Just keep it clo- covered. Yeah, keep it right. covered. Same thing with buying six packs and stuff from the store. Don't sit them on the hood of your car for a little while and then put it into your right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> not a get, good idea. Get, get it in that brown bag and keep it covered. Don't put it in the back of the pickup either. Yeah, put it in on the, the front way seat. home. Yeah, put your wife in the back of the pickup. Put the beer in the front seat. That's the deal. 
or the kids. Whatever you got to move to get the beer in the front seat, that's what you do. <laughs> Same thing happens when you're drinking out of the glasses in a patio. You, know, you can drink out of your glass in a patio. Drink an IPA especially because that's got a lot of hops in it, a lot sure. of stuff to react. You can sit there within uh, – you probably go to pubs and stuff and sit in the patio and then kind of go, oh, where's that guy? And when you first drink, go, I didn't notice that before. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, I, I I can't say that I've I've had that happen, but I'm going to be on the lookout for it now because that's, that's an you interesting do. point. He drinks oh, yeah. too fast. I don't. I don't have it happen because I'm like, five minutes, waiter, <laughs> beer, please. So why don't you just bring me two? <laughs> yeah, make it or, two. Or brew fest and stuff outside. <laughs> yeah. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the lookout for that. That's a good point. Well, you can make it happen if you know that you know. Just go exactly. Here goes. I'm gonna let it sit there. I'm gonna taste it first. I'm gonna let it sit for a little just while. Stare at it. Yeah, I, I gotta do it to somebody else's beer because mine's probably skunky naturally. So I have to do it. For the or you go to one of the pubs and then you drink your beer half down and then you say this beer is all skunky. It's terrible. I'd like something another, else. please. I demand like a full else. pint. <laughs> <laughs> Daniela, go ahead. Uh, somebody wants to know if the skunkiness of a flavor of a beer does have to do from going to from cold to warm, warm to cold, and so on and so on. It's totally photoreactive. Yes. It has to do with the light and not with the temperature. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. What sort of things do happen with the cold to hot, hot to cold? In loggers and whatnot, at I know which you're not point? supposed to do that. At any point, there there are there are negative effects on a beer if you warm it up, chill it, warm it up, chill, you know. On, especially when it's still fermenting, you don't want to shock the yeast back and forth. But that's why know, I ask him what at what point. But let's say you have a six pack, you put it in the fridge on Super Bowl Sunday, but you didn't get to it. Then you put it out on the, in the cupboard. Then you put it back in the fridge, but then you still didn't drink it. You put it back. Does anything happen? I, I don't think it's so much that you're going. Cold, hot, hot to cold as much as you're... How, how long are you having it stored hot? Hot doesn't store well. Okay. There's one other thing with craft beers, and I, again, I'm going like on the technical stuff on it, but uh, if something hasn't uh, totally converted during fermentation and, and whoever was brewing it uh, stopped its fermentation early because that's mm-hmm. where they wanted to finish it off at, and there were still some of those... Uh, residual, you probably remember the... the, the residual the, sugars? The things that turn into diastole later but aren't diastole yet. Yeah. With heat can actually cause that... Converge, so you get the buttery and butterscotch. You can get ah, that after, okay. even though when it was originally bottled and fresh and kept cold or in a keg, yeah, it allowed it to heat up. That can, I'll, I'll probably come to me later, but that uh, that conversion can happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, because those compounds have been left in it by stopping the fermentation a little early. It, it's a real simple word. I'm just yeah. <laughs> That's okay. All right, well, I, I get the point too, and I'm an idiot, so uh, I think you explained it well. <laughs> well, it's one of the. I do that. I'll I'll test this like on my own brews to to make sure that the conversions have happened, and I've done long enough diastole rest. Um, I'll take a, I'll take a, a beer that should be done that I expect's done, but mm-hmm. I just want to make sure, and I'll put it in a pint glass or something smaller, and I'll put it in a, in a warm water bath of about 150 60 degrees, and it should take about five minutes, or the, by the time it heats up to about an even temperature, though a warm temperature, a conversion should have happened, which would have given me that that taste. So that's gotcha. the thing. The main question on can anything else happen from hot to cold, cold to hot? That's one of the things something. that comes to mind, just in case something wasn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. As long as the yeast is still active, it's going to do that. Okay. All right. But it's not the uh, skunky flavor, to uh, give no. you the real simple answer to No, it. no. It's, it's other things. There's a lot of compounds in there going on. Yeah. Someone else that's listening will probably think of the words I'm looking for. Probably. Oh, I know that. I just got it. They'll Google it. They'll they're f- talking about a lot of technical stuff right now. There's, um, they're throwing stuff at me like light oxidation, question mark. Yeah, that's me saying light oxidation, and that's not something that exists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they say light doesn't cause oxidation. Oxidant causes oxidation. That's right. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, that's okay. right. And they corrected me on that. Already. Okay. So, uh, and how about not using oxygen absorb- absorbing caps? Uh, when you're bottling your beer, you're mm-hmm. saying here. Yeah. 
I don't even know about oxygen-absorbing caps. I've, I've yet to hear that theory proved yet. With What's well, the theory? It basically has to do with how uh, Fix had a big deal about that. Okay. George Fix, he had a big big write-up on that one. It's how much oxygen is actually left in the head space. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right. And there's different ways of getting on getting out of that one. And you purge the head space with, with CO2 to get that out of there. And you shouldn't really need the oxygen uh Caps. But why do they call them oxycaps? Well, there's there's another reason for that. Besides just absorbing the oxygen that's already in the beer, one of the things, depending on how long a beer sits on a shelf or how long you want its shelf life to be, uh, there's CO2 inside the bottle and there's oxygen air outside the bottle. And uh, the the caps, the the, the hmm, plasticky caps, yeah. uh, are somewhat, somewhat permeable to gases. So uh, the gases inside and outside want to be basically, you know, by nature, the same thing. So oxygen and CO2 will trade places over time, very slowly, but over time. Okay. With the oxy-absorbing caps, this oxygen trying to get in will get absorbed in the cap rather than being able to make it into the bottle, which then can go into the beer. It takes a long time, but if you want a little bit more sure. shelf life on your beer, you use the, right. I use oxygen You caps. do. Okay. Uh, but like what you would said, too, you try to uh, cap on foam, which when the foam's coming up in the bottle as right. you're filling your bottle, uh, on a carbonated beer that's already been that's filled in the bottle, not one that's going to age in the bottle and okay. carbonate in the bottle. Gotcha. Well, you cap on the foam, which will drive out hopefully a lot of the oxygen. However, just in putting your fill tube down into we bottle, yep. so put your fill tube down into the bottle. You, you're bringing oxygen down in there in, in small amounts to air, which mm-hmm. has oxygen in small amounts. So you're always going to get some. Okay. You're trying to get a minimal amount. There's other things too people do. They'll put liquid nitrogen. Some people use liquid nitrogen. They'll drip it in the bottles just before going to the fill tubes, and that'll drive out all the oxygen. It's just very little bits amounts of liquid oxygen. Or counter pressure bottle fillers will pur- suck out. Purge, we'll it, purge it. Purge yeah. it. It all has this all has mostly to do with shelf life and things. And most people that homebrew don't deal too much with that. They're brewing great beers because they're drinking them quick. Yeah. But they're going to stale a lot faster the more oxygen you have in there. And you're always going to have some. Well, and it's important to remember, too, that when you're fermenting in the bottle, when you're doing your carbonation in the bottle, you're using oxygen in the yeast. And the yeast yeah. likes the oxygen, and yeah. it's sucking up the oxygen for you. Gotcha. That's why you'll have less oxygen. In, yeah, the yeast will eat it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point there. By bottle conditioning, you're kind of eliminating your oxygen trouble there. Reducing Although, it. if you're going to then age your beer for a year or so without those uh, oxy caps then you could uh, the oxygen could still be transferring. Is it an industri- industry standard to use the oxygen-preventing caps? Or uh, I know a lot of brewers do? that use it. I don't know how standard. It's, I think they're used more often than not, and I don't have any numbers as to who uses what. I, okay. I, I just know I use them, and yeah, they're sure. pretty common. So, John, when I go to B3 and I buy the just, – I just say, give me a bag of caps. I'm well, not getting you know, the You say, give me caps. the cheapest bag of caps you have. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I still can't explain, though, how they work, though. What's what's the makeup of them? Why do they absorb or why do they prevent oxygen going in and out? I can't explain that. Well, it's like the, the – Don't flux, even try. It's the flux capacitor. But <laughs> the, that's from the back in the isn't it? Yeah. The customer wants to know that, though. Well, it's a little bit like that little baggie of things that come in your new tennis shoes when you buy them. Right. It's there to keep your tennis <laughs> shoes from being all soaky and, you know. Yeah, okay. but you don't know how that There's got to be something I on the sealant, though. The You're asking cap. me chemical stuff again? You just know it's supposed to be there, and that's what's important. Yeah. That little stupid but bag I of silicone. But I want to know if I pay water. extra for it, it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if I get shoes that don't have that stupid bag in there, I'm <laughs> taking them back. 
Go ahead, Danielle. Uh, we have the word that you were looking for, and I'm going to try to pronounce it. It's vinyl ketones. That's it. Okay. The ketones. That's what I was trying <laughs> to think of. He spelled it out for me how I'm supposed to pronounce it. That's so nice. <laughs> Thank you, Halifax, for that. That's right. That's actually what I was looking for. It was the some, something ketone. Very good. And then we have a question for you um, regarding the shipping again. Is shipping in carboys going to be effective on not having the skunky flavors in the beer? Shipping in carboys. Yeah, you know, so that it's all dark and stuff. I don't know. I mean, fermenting in carboys. No, 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 cardboards. Cardboard. Yes. I was like, wow. Oh, you mean like Gino? She's a foreigner. You got to give her a little room. That's not funny. Shipping in cardboard. Well, it's going to block the light, isn't it? That's right. Anything that blocks the light, and it's also said, grab your beer from the darkest part of the shelf. Good point. I tried it, yeah. Never so, mind. like, way back Way here. in the back and yeah. the bottom. Grab it off of there or in the back of the cooler. That's a good point. Plus, also, from having worked at a store before, and my pops used to work at stores for years when I was a kid. He made me, like, work. Uh, <laughs> you, They always, when they restock shelves, everything that's old goes to the front of the shelf. Everything that's new goes to the back of the shelf. This is especially true for bread and milk, folks. So when Fr- you buy your bread product, and milk, because yeah. otherwise they got to throw it out once right. the expo date passes. So always grab... Grab your bread from the back of the shelf and grab your beer from the back of the shelf, too, because it's likely that that's where they put the freshest stuff. So. If it's high-volume stuff, you don't have to worry about it anyway. That's true. It's always it's moving. Milk, too. But, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely with the milk. You'll notice, even if you, if you look at the milk Butter shelf, too. you'll notice the expo dates on the front are, are much sooner than the expo dates on mm-hmm. the back. So yep. just uh, check it out. Well, if you buy it in bulk, like, you know, uh, are you supposed to say names? I guess we can, right? Sure. sure. So, like, uh, we sell to Costco in some of the stores. Costco has, like, incredibly high volume, so you get anything from there. Plus, there's no six-pack show, and they're just mm-hmm. all boxed up. But oh, right. They go through, like, pallets a week per co- per store, so. Of of your beer? Well, they go, each store will go through about uh, at least one pallet a week. If they're not going through one pallet a week, they're not keeping it. And they only How order many cases is on a pallet? Sixty. Wow, that's, that's nice. Good turnaround. So you don't got to worry too much so about that. Although they so it's are fresh. The st- point there is it's fresh. Although it's warm. Uh, yeah, but it's going through inside of like a you know it, they they don't they don't uh, overhead more than they can go through in about a week or two's time. Okay. So if you see like pallets and pallets of some other beers up on the shelf, they only have all those beers up on those pallets because that's how many they're going through in about a week or two's time. Gotcha. Hmm. So uh, you know it's going to be warm, but. There's every grocery store you go to is storing their beer in the back room warm. Gotcha. So. Okay. Daniela, did you have something else? Yeah, I got a follow-up for John for the oxygen caps again. Uh, somebody's saying that they get activated by getting them wet. That's, That's right. true. They do. Yeah, what yeah. you have to do anyway because you need to sanitize your caps, right. don't you? Yeah. So That's a big debate. It is yeah. about whether or not you have to sanitize well, your no, caps. No, no. It's whether if, How you're, long? if you're activating them too quickly right. by uh-huh. sanitizing them and... And some people do, some people don't. I sanitize mine. I do mine right before I bottle. Yeah, I would do it when I was bottling. I would actually have the bottle in one hand, dip the cap in the other hand, and then put it right on. Well, there's a there's a magnet on your capper. So just put the, the cap on the capper itself, submerge it in your sanitizer, yeah. and then cap it. Yeah, so you're immediately it's, getting it wet. Yeah, it's, it's not like, sitting out at all. It's like the, a minute the, time. The oxygen absorption rate of those caps isn't, it's very, very slow. Okay. You could probably soak it. You know, I, I don't know length of time, but I would think you could probably soak for a day and not have to worry about it okay. because okay. then it's going to have to absorb. If you got it soaking inside some sort of solution, it's going to have to absorb oxygen and it's going to have to absorb it out of the through the solution, which isn't going to have that much oxygen in right. it anyway. Okay, but the the rate's really slow. Okay, it's, so I wouldn't worry about it. Now this is a great. Otherwise, it wouldn't. That's a good point, though. Otherwise, it wouldn't have shelf life. Right. I mean, I I buy my uh, caps by the pallet. 
uh, and it takes me about a year to go through a whole pallet of caps. Okay. Uh, if it if it could absorb oxygen even with a, a relatively low humidity, it, it would, would it, it would reduce the, it would make the once I got towards at the end of the year totally worthless. Yeah. And okay. I, and I haven't heard from the manufacturers that that's true. So. And and for sanitizing your caps, what do you, do you do it immediately before? I'm sure you have a capping machine if you're doing that kind of volume. But does it do they sanitize immediately before they go in the bottle? I don't sanitize the caps. I you take the caps straight from the box right on, into the slider that on my, I've got a Mahian filler. Really? Uh-huh. And it goes right under the slider, right under the bottles, and then we just uh, they're capping on foam. So gotcha. Right. Hmm. And okay. then my wife, who's usually unloading them, will sit there and shake the bottles anyway. And I'll, How come you your wife them? has to do the hard part? That's the easy part. I oh, would have to monitor the little knobs and things. Gotcha. The, <laughs> and the fob controls and the fill rate and okay. You know, all the, the thing I'm about. She doesn't want it because that's because it's like a slot machine for her. She's putting the caps down the chutes. It's like putting quarters in the machine, and then she wants to go to Tahoe every time we bottle. Every bottling day because she's feeling hot. She's getting payoff every time. <laughs> and then she, she'll Gino. drop a whole thing of caps, which is a bunch of money. She's like, I'm like what? Whoa! I won. Winner! Winner! Just won the progressive, Gino. <laughs> you gotta put a bell on. So put a bell and a light on the top. <laughs> yeah. So Come that every time you drop, you put a sensor on the floor, so that when she drops it, you do get a little yeah. alarm hilarious. going off. But you know what? <laughs> do that job too, though. We'll have the kids up there, and yeah. You know. <laughs> but if you're playing that machine, you don't have to wait for a beer. No, no. The short fills are your beers, or the or the miscaps, or yeah. Unlike in, in Tahoe, tell it in like Tahoe, you have to be yeah, waiting for that beer. <laughs> Unless you're on the dollar machines and you're yeah. putting a lot in them. Yeah, then they're right on you. Yeah. All right, here's what I want to do. Uh, today's main topic, although we've got some great topics going so far, so we'll keep entertaining questions if you have them. And it's 888-401-BEER if you want to call in. What we want to talk a lot about today is sanitation and some different techniques and things that we use in different ways. But, of course, first I want to get I want to talk to Gino about uh, your beers and what kind of lineup you have and where people can find it. And then maybe we'll use you uh, as an example as we talk about our sanitation and sure. figure out some of your procedures. Although they'll, I'm sure, be a little different than a home brewer, but you used to be a home Brewers, yes, so you can help us either way. Uh, what kind of lineup you guys got? How many beers does El Toro serve? Uh, I've got five flagships, but I make. Uh, I, don't even, I haven't even counted all, all that I make, but I've I've make or or do make a lot, and I'm intending. I've got a whole bunch more in my head that I'm getting ready to make because of uh, some changes of, that we're doing with the pub that or brewery that we'll talk about. Nice. Okay. As we get going. Great. Um, Sounds like a home brewer. Yeah. Okay, I'll back into this one. Then. Uh, we're getting ready to open up a pub pretty soon. By this summer, we should be open. I've got a little uh, three-barrel system that I bought. We call it a little pilot system, a little pretty thing that sets up so everyone that looks at it will go, oh, that's cool. It's nice copper system. You brew on nice. that? Yeah, Not, wow. No, I just got this thing. Um, went up to Oregon and checked it out and went and had it shipped down. It's a awesome. nice. Our, our regular system is a 20-hectoliter, 17-barrel system, about 600 gallons a batch approximately. Okay. Approximately. And... Um, this new system is like 100 gallons a batch. So uh, with the bigger system, you can't just mess around and do whatever you want when you want to do it. Yeah. Uh, which I sort of miss doing because I like doing that. You know. Sure. Like caramel candy on the shelf. I'm throwing that in my brew. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. Yeah. It's like feta cheese. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, sorry. No, not used to. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Candy cane, but no. <laughs> Anything sitting around sometimes went into the beers in the homebrew days, but. With this new little three-barrel system, we plan on brewing all kinds of stuff. I haven't brewed an Imperial Stout. I can't remember when. Oh, cool. And uh, one of my favorites, and I haven't been able to brew it on a big system because it's harder to move gotcha. you know, compared to the other lineups I had. You asked my lineups. I've got my uh, my Poppy Jasper Amber, which is my main beer. Okay. Uh, I sell a lot of that one. That's the one that goes to Costco and Safeway okay. and some other places like that, Bebmo. Um, 
and I put that one five to one over everything else. It's similar to this Newcastle Brown. It's a it's a higher body than it, this is. Okay. Um, although I've dried it out a little bit, it's still got more body than the Newcastle does here. It's a it's about the same in color, about the same in roastiness. Maybe mine is just a teeny bit more, but I still am not real highly roasty. Um, and unhoppier, more more tended towards a California hop palate, although not super highly hopped. It's still a little more sweet, fruity than it is uh, spicy, hoppy. Good balance, uh, but there. it's got a good bitter balance. Because the people that you know don't like bitter beers will sure. drink mine and go, oh, bitter. And it's like this one's not. That bitter. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Like, like a 19 IBU, it's not bitter. Gotcha. So, but uh, that's your most popular beer, the Poppy Jasper. Yeah, it sells okay. all over the, around here, all over the Bay Area, San Francisco. It's a big beer. Nice. Um, so that's my main one. I have a Golden Ale, which is an English Pale. It's won me a couple JBF awards, Great American Beer Festival, uh, both in English category. English classic English Brown or classic classic English Pale. Okay, God, what is in that double box? <laughs> Nine point eight. Did you adulterate that with something? That a boy, Johnny. I did my oh, job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's also been uh, can summer I get my, can we English get my music, summer. Please, Ale. here, hang on. Here we go. Thanks. Give me back to your Johnny Five O music, will you? That's right. We're bringing it back right now. Five O Doppelbach by Johnny P. Doing a good, doing a number on us. Taking care of our guests, <laughs> one beer at a time. <laughs> Sorry, Gino. All right. So, and, then, uh, and your then second the, flagship. Then, uh, well, that was the the El Toro Oro was my English pale ale. Then um, I speak with a lisp anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's along with my other, I could do accents. Nice. Um, do it. She say, like we could do like the hosers beers, eh? Because that's what I used to all the time brew. So yeah. <laughs> I love do too. Um, nice. So and then uh, I, I I brew IPAs a lot. Actually, that's like one of my more popular ones now. Uh, I sell it all well throughout this area, and uh, actually Wisconsin goes through a bunch of it. I get have this little specialty uh, chain of stores called Brennan's in Wisconsin, and they'll they'll get a pallet about. Oh, every other month they'll get uh, 70 cases. Nice. So, and and if you go to like a pub crawler or something like that, or one of the other, there's another beer rate, ratebeer.com. Yeah. They'll, yeah. The people from the Midwest are the ones rating my beer. And That's great. Beer. Uh, how, how wide, aside from Wisconsin, how wide is your distribution? Well, we used to go out to Washington too when A&D used to exist as a distributor over in the, uh, on the peninsula, but they're gone. So they're, they're the ones that used to kind of ship further out towards Hawaii and stuff. But okay. now it's, uh, uh, California, from Bakersfield all the way up to the Oregon border, and out towards Tahoe and the and Sacramento, Fresno, Bakersfield. Okay. Like um, and then just leapfrog out Wisconsin. to Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. nice. Because uh, so. we have a lot of Midwest listeners too, and East Coast, so I just, they're always asking, "Can we get the beer out there?" So. And in Wisconsin, they carry pretty much everything we make, okay. and, and sometimes stuff that I don't even have out here, like my peach ale. Mm. I haven't sold a lot of it out here, but they specially asked for it. Wow. Uh, and we said, well, if we have to overhead the labels, we're not going to do that. So, well, we'll buy the labels for you. Okay. Because yeah, so, it's not done. that big a deal to make. It's just overheading all the other sure. infrastructure stuff it takes to package a product. I mean, yeah. that's a big deal in commercial brewing is all the stuff you have to overhead. Right. So, But I make also IPA, a double IPA. Uh, I take my Poppy Jasper and then inside my converted Hop Stevens kegs, I'll toss some hops inside the bunghole there and make uh, extra hoppy poppy. Um, All right, you're going to have to come back to that because I don't know what you just said, but it sounds cool. Extra hoppy poppy jasper? Yeah, well, how you did it. You do, you have special kegs that you do that in? Is that what you're saying? Uh, oh, Hoff. Old, old Hoff Stevens kegs, they look like the hams kegs. They're kind of, they don't look like Sankey kegs. The, the fat ones kind of oh, look okay. like a, a stainless steel barrel. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's the Hoff Stevens one. He's got some old ones that he doesn't know what else to do with. So. Oh, okay. Well, everybody and they have used a bung to hole. use those. Yeah. And, yeah. Until like maybe 10 years ago, everybody used those. Really? Except yeah. for the Bud Miller Coors guys. Right. Because no one could afford the other ones, really. Um, so everyone bought the old, the, everybody used them 
prior to the straight wall kegs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were from hams and hams and Schlitz and everybody. Every, had. Everybody had them, and they're usually a bottom draw and top right. top. That, uh, that's CO2. Golden oh, okay. Gate. That's yeah. Golden Gate. The Huff Stevens have the little screw on the top with the two holes. Two? That, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, but any, it could it could have been either of those because mm-hmm. it's got a place it could have been on. But it, did it still have the the cork bung, the bung hole in the yeah, side, right. and they all yeah they could weld that shut. But yeah, no, might have that. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and but the top is Sankey, which is okay. the standard American tap, sure. tapper top. Gotcha. So what I do, so you wanted to go? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what I do with that one is in the bung hole, I'll I'll do one of two things. One, I'll use uh, hop extract yeah. uh, aroma tabs. They're uh, they're they're like a form of hop extract that's dry, and I'll toss you know uh, anywhere from three to five through the bung hole, and then bung it shut, and then fill it up with beer, and then that'll uh, nice. hop the beer. And it's a relatively clean way of doing it. Okay, uh, it gives you a real strong hop flavor and aroma mm-hmm. that'll uh, just kick you right in the nose as soon as you like that. You know, go into Did it. Did you bring one of those for us? No, because I don't package that one. It's oh, just you just keep it kegs. I got you. Um, but they I, do have one it. over at Pete's Brass Rail I just delivered a couple oh, of days okay. ago. So. That's right around the corner from here. We can check yeah, it Danville. out. Danville. I just want to mention, by the way, I'm really proud of the studio for leaving the bunghole alone. Um, <laughs> what is a bunghole? They were just talking about it in the chat, and I said, what is a bunghole? And they it's said, not, us, Justin. It's not profane. <laughs> we're doing a family show today, and I just want to give props to the studio. I was for looking at it, I know, because you're waiting for Is it a hole in a keg? It's a hole in the side of the keg. Yeah. Uh, that you put the bung in. But they still in. want and, me and, to and ask it, you after the show. I know. That. <laughs> and you put a bung in it, which is basically, it's a cork, cork of some yeah. form. Oh. And, uh, a stopper. Yeah. Piece of hardwood. It goes in the bung <laughs> hole. Maybe <laughs> plastic, but those are horrible. <laughs> Doc, you, John was just waiting for me or you to I was, chime I was, in. I was, I, was, I was looking, too. I was, I was like, going, oh, shit. Uh, uh, nope. <laughs> I do that. Is there another different word I could use besides no, bung No, uh, I'd rather you use stopper. that one, actually. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, if you've never listened to the show before, Gino, check some of the archives, and you'll realize that we just spared you a heck of a ribbing. Oh, you go off on <laughs> you go off on the bunghole, okay? Yes. Uh, among other things, it's just uh, there's no mercy here. Pick those, pick those I'm Cornholio. But since we're doing the family show today, I think it was a, a well put segment, everybody, Great. and a round of applause for the Brewing Network crew for uh, keeping it bravo, clean and nice bravo, today. Bravo. All right, there you go. Okay. Uh, please proceed, Gino. Okay, through the bunghole goes. The <laughs> The, either the aroma tabs or more often than not, I'll take anywhere from a half a pound to a pound of, uh, of, of hops of your choice, of my choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amarillo, Simcoe, uh, Columbus, Tomahawk, Azuz, Cascade. Uh, depending on what I'm in the mood for, what I've got extra of, what I think smells really nice right at that day. And, uh, and I'll put them in a, a nylon a stocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll sanitize that. And okay. Either Iota 4 or Parasitic. Those are my two. Favorite sanitization. Hey, there was a segment. Perfect. Uh, of choice. And, so you uh, don't have to go buy a fancy nylon bag. You can just buy a nylon stocking. Yeah, just knee highs. Or Is that right? Or I'll snip that's them. Hot. Now that's a little, that's a deal right there. Sometimes I don't Daniela. watch them. Sometimes they write from, you know, Cindy and, and, <laughs> and they got that little extra yeah. The secret ingredient. <laughs> and do you mark those batches specially? Because I'm wondering if you, oh, if they, they, they sell faster and we don't, we don't disclose our secret ingredient. It's so. not like Cindy's IPA so at that point. Oh, it's, uh, you keep the name the same either yeah, way. It'll, it'll be a special code on the bung, but. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all. So, so then anyway, then we'll put that through there. It'll dangle out a bit and then. Right. <laughs> we'll Put the bung, a uh, sanitized bung. Okay. Uh, we'll put the bung in the bung hole and then uh, hammer it shut and then fill the keg up. Okay. And usually, usually we let it, you know, marinate with the hops for a few days before it goes out. Okay. Now uh, you that's extra hoppy poppy. We can do it with anything, poppy. but we prefer the poppy jasper because. Uh, 
uh, one of the reasons for doing it is to sort of educate. Or we hope that uh, people out there in the trade will get educated on when we call it. This is extra hoppy poppy cascade. Yeah, uh, we've sold it uh, several of them with different hops to say like the hop yard over in Pleasanton, San Ramon. And when they put them on two at a time, this one's Cascade, this one's Liberty Hops. Yeah. And we hope that they advertise that this one, this is, you guys know what Poppy Jasper tastes like already because a lot of these places we get sell regular. Yeah. And here's the same exact beer from the same exact batch. Right. With extra Cascade. That is this awesome. one has Simcoe. Mm-hmm. So they'll taste this one and, you know, the Cascade Simcoe. And that's what Cascade and Simcoe and how they're different from each other or how they're similar. Gino, that's awesome. Uh, that's, that is really a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've read about that, and, and, and breweries don't do it in general because it's maybe it's not their best mover, and, it, and, and you're not getting paid to educate people, but you're putting out a good beer at the same time. And I just think that's really cool for a guy like me to be able to go in there and, 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 and taste the exact same beer yeah. except that you've changed the hop. And then I get to know what the difference is so I can go home and brew that way. That's a cool thing to yeah, do. There's, mm-hmm. there's a, a few breweries. That not, I don't know of a whole lot, but I know that... Uh, uh, Russian River, Vinny, yeah. Vinny does that. That's you, the one you've I, had him in here, too. And that's the one, but he didn't mention that, uh, I, but I read it in, in a magazine that he does that. He's done that, and I got the idea first from uh, Rogue. Rogue was doing the Rogue Red and okay. Extra Hops, and I had it at the Tornado. And I've had Rogue Red, and I, you know, I, I, I favor it, but it you know, just didn't really you know, punch out to me. Yeah. And then I had it you know, uh, with the Extra Hops in there, and that one, I, I, I tend towards the really hoppy beers anyway. Nice. And this one just tended, it tended, it was like a, a nice... Rich Red Ale IPA. <laughs> That's great. Hybrid. Right. <laughs> well, and, well, and by the way, uh, you know, while we're talking about it, it is definitely, and we've said this before, a recommended thing for homebrewers to do, and, and, and new guys like me, mm-hmm. because brew the same beer and change one thing. And pr- in particular with hops like that, it, you're going to like the beer anyway. If you brew yourself a good pale ale, and you already know that your recipe's good, your process is good, and you like hops or something, then just change the hops mm-hmm. a couple of times in, in each batch, and, and you're going to get to know what the difference is. It's, it's going to also help you with further beers, too. Are there different styles that you do? You know, you'll understand what a certain hop does in a certain style, exactly. and you could do, like, a lager, and then you know what that hop does. Yeah. You, you'll have an idea. Gives you a better yeah. understanding of your ingredients. Exactly. Just a good thing to do. I like you do that on a, on a commercial level. That's a cool thing. All right, so any, any other ones that are in your uh, main lineup there? Let's see. I covered the juice. It? Well, I'll do uh, uh, I'll do a, a winter brew. The yo, I brought a couple of yos out here. They're they're like uh, eight and a half plus oh. percent. And uh, are those in the fridge? Uh, I think so. There's a couple of them that have the little Aztec God on there. I'm gonna go open. Okay. Yeah, that's the yeah, Azte- we'll go, we're Aztec go to, God of inebriation. We'll go to break and we'll <laughs> come back and do some beers. Yo, yeah. 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 You want to do that? Can we do that? We'll take a quick break. I gotta pee anyways. All right, we'll grab some <laughs> beers, uh, some some El Toros, come in here, do some tasting, and let you guys know about them, and then we'll start talking sanitation. Everybody good with that? Perfect. Good. All right, we got Gino in here from El Toro Brewing Company, and we're about to try some of those goodies. Hold your bungholes. That's right. Hold on to your. Are uh, we doing any games today? Uh, we're going to do Stump the Brewer, I think. One or twice. Once or twice. Here, let me say this now that you bring this yeah, up. Yeah, you said, like should say that. Doc, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit like that. Do we have shots uh, with that? Or? We can. <laughs> Doc, uh, this, let me tell you, you guys, you don't know half the genius that is Doc, all right? I'm going <laughs> to tell you again he's right talented. now. You've seen the forum, <laughs> hopefully, and he's put up uh, pictures mm. of the Brewing Network bobbleheads, all the, brew, all the brewcasters in a bobblehead. The guy made T-shirts for you guys. They're great-looking shirts, and he made you T-shirts that say, Bobbling with the B. And it's got the picture of all the Brewcaster bobbleheads on them. They're really awesome. White t-shirts, really well done. I'm thinking I'm going to order my shirts from Doc.
shock now. <laughs> yeah. Because the guy did a better job than uh, the, well, not the good ones that we sold, but uh, certainly the bad ones we had to send back. Uh, we're going to give those away today. Uh, we got, what do you got, four or five got of four, them? I got four of them. So what are we doing? I can make Stump more. the brewer. Can I, oh, good, because I want one, Doc. Okay, Me actually. too. I want one too. I want one too. <laughs> uh, they're all large size. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, I want a small one, Doc. Uh, the ones we have here okay. are all large. So we'll do four, four ways to give stuff away out, whatever, right? And one of the ways we like to play Stump the Brewer, Gino. Uh, don't worry about it. No Chemical matter, questions, right? Yeah, of course. They're going to ask you the names of all the chemicals. <laughs> all the molecular <laughs> things. There has not been one brewer in yet that has not been stumped. Yeah, so Everybody. It sometimes, <laughs> it, sometimes it took a while, but they finally get them. So don't, don't, don't feel any pressure. One way or another, you're getting yeah, I'm stumped. Getting my brewing I got questions out. already. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not your stuff they're George giving away. Are we doing, what, are, what else are we doing? So that they have a little time to prepare, you know? I don't know. We're we'll drinking. figure it out. Uh, we'll take a drunk of the week call as long as he calls in and, and doesn't use profanity. Okay. Uh, which doesn't have to be the norm, but today's the family show. So right. no profanity, and we'll take a drunk of the week uh, call I'm if they want to do that. <laughs> uh, Gino can't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out when we come back. Sounds great. I love the shirts. They're really awesome. They are cool. All right, Gino, El Toro Brewing. We'll be right back. It's the Brewing Network. The Brewcaster. The Brewcaster. On the Brewing Network. Uh, welcome back. You're tuned in the Brewing Network. Yes, sir. We're here with the Gino from El Toro Brewing Company. The Gino. That's right. You just uh, you've been doing so well, Gino. I've changed you. You've you've already earned the Gino status. Hang on, I turned you off. There you go. Almost like Esquire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Gino hanging out with us, and we're about to taste some El Toro brews that we've been uh, just been talking about too. And uh, see if we can get to that. Danielle, do we have a phone call, or do I not need to worry about that? It's Matt Tech. Yeah. Is he already calling for Drunk of the Week? No, I don't know. <laughs> hey, MedTech, you there, buddy? MedTech. Woohoo. Maybe I should pick him up first. You hang up. You hung up on him. Did I? Yeah, I didn't pick him up before you hung up the phone. Ooh. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, <laughs> MedTech. Yeah. Call the delay button. Technical call. issue. Call back, MedTech. We'll take the call. 888-401-BEER. We're going to start doing sanitation as we're uh, tasting these beers, too. So if you got any questions, feel free to call and ask. All right, which one do we got here? This is the Golden Ale. This is my English Pale. It's uh, one of the lightest ones I make. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I make a Honey Blonde, which is way lighter than this one and way less hop. But this is uh, this is a nice little summer, not quite lawnmower beer, but pretty close. Okay. Uh, not super bitter. It's uh, it's mild. It's, it's got a lot of hops in it, though. As far yeah. as you, you're gonna get the hops, so don't think that the lawnmower beer is gonna be like just passe. It's it's but the malt's awesome. In this nice yeah. malt. It's got some hops up front. So real green hop too. Yeah. I like that. This is a grassy. You right? Wood. It's uh. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm. Uh, it's any, not a wimpy beer by any means. <laughs> nice one, John. I didn't do. Feedback. I didn't nothing. <laughs> We're just throwing things around in here, having a good time. That's a really good beer, and I can hardly taste a thing. But uh, lots of green hop coming through in there. And the body is, it, it's real light. I mean, it's a balanced body, too, with the hops. But uh, the lawnmower beer thing you're mentioning is definitely the, the easy drinking of it, I think, right? I mean, it definitely goes right down. Yeah, it's it's relatively smooth compared. I guess my other beers must be more aggressive than this one, because I think of this one as one of my more mellow beers. Well, yeah, but you'd think that you wouldn't. Have any hop perception at all by the way you're describing it, and that's not not it. It's there. It's English pale, so that's what. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it it sometimes when I when I go for an English pale category, sometimes I'll get dinged for not being hoppy enough and ah. or not bitter enough. Well, it's not, it's definitely not bitter, but you've got a lot of hop flavor and a, a lot of hop aroma in there, which 
actually is very nice. Yeah, and over the years, I've actually pumped up the hops and the dry hops. Uh, you know, it used to be less hop than this, and even though the bittering hops I haven't pumped up at all since day one, um, I've slowly, you know, pumped it closer to my taste, which I don't know if I've scared anybody away with it, but... <laughs> But uh, I always figured by the time I get my other stuff going, the, the pub, I'll, I'll always make a, I'll make probably, an, well, my American pale will be hoppy, way hoppier than this one, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll make something else. It's uh, Oh, I make an extra pale ale, too, in the summertime, mm-hmm. which would be similar to this, only uh, probably a percent alcohol lighter and about uh, half as much hops. Really? What's, the, if you don't mind, what's the hop that's given it that, that's that grassy hop uh, flavor we're getting out of the golden ale? Uh, in both this one and Poppy Jasper, I combine different amounts for the beers to balance them differently, but both of them will use, they, all my beers sort of use this family of hops, and the family of hops would be Galena in the uh-huh. bittering, and that's in every single beer that I make. Sweet. Um, and I'll use, uh, Cascade and Liberty to one degree or another in pretty much all the beers. What do you, uh, like about Galena? Uh, Galena was a nice clean bitter, I, when I was homebrewing, uh, I used to like Galena a lot. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I do and a lot of the things that I use, uh, a formula that I develop, I'll base it off of all my old homebrew stuff. And, of course, mm-hmm. in homebrewing, you use every single hops under the sun from batch to batch to batch, depending mm-hmm. on what you, you know, what's on the shelf, what looks fresh, what looks good, and what you hear about. Uh, I used to like Chinook. I used to like Northern Brewer. Um, there was Bullion I used to like a lot, too. But you've mm-hmm. you got to sort of limit. When you're, you're trying to create commercial beers, you need to make things more family have a family of beers yeah. so people can identify your beers to have a certain – got to fall into, like, a, a genre. Sure. You know? So uh, – Anyway, I like Galena because uh, it it um, it sixty minute boil taste was nice, clean, and it wasn't like uh, uh, ever tasted harsh to me. Yeah, it's not harsh at all. Very See, smooth. I always, I'm gonna tell you guys this. I always like it when a brewer comes in here and makes me feel like not such an idiot. And and uh, Gino's that guy today. I'm not that uh, smart. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I I've, uh, I occasionally do some reading when I can figure out which direction the book is supposed to be held. And uh, in my reading, I've switched over in in the past couple of pale ales I've been making, and in the one I'm going to brew on Tuesday, I've been using Galena as my uh, mm-hmm. bittering hop too. And it's it's a little lower on the alpha acid side than I would normally use because I, I like a nice and bitter. Normally, well, mine's uh, the ones we get at the homebrew shop. It's like nine something. That's really low. So it is mine low. You get a higher. Okay, so that wouldn't to be low to me. Thirteen is normally for Galena from year to year to year to year. To okay, year. then that wouldn't. That's be low one of the for reasons me. for picking it too is the consistency that you get from hops. I mean, uh, Cascade we've had from year to year to year be anywhere as low as three, which is really low, and sure. as high as like nine in some years, which That's is really wild. really high. Yeah. So it's hard to be consistent, and I and I hate chasing my tail when I'm you know mm-hmm. doing my beers and changing the hops around from year to year to match. So what I've always done is I I decided way back when to just set my you know my hops amount. The only thing I'll chase my tail on is uh, malt efficiencies. Okay. So I could get my you know I could try and get the same original gravities and finished gravities from batch to batch. Yeah. But I won't chase my tail on the hops. I just uh, you know committed myself to say just the family hops said. changes and craft beer. I can't blend my I don't blend my batches like big mm-hmm. guys do. And mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. if it changes from uh, year to year, then so, so is the it. beer. Hey, wine does the same thing. Why They're, not? Right. That's what that's my philosophy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I've been liking the Galena. I think the the last batch I did with the Galena it was like nine four. I think the batch I got now is like ten four. So it's a little higher, but I like it. It's a real smooth bitterness. You know, it's a it's a good hop. It's not use. harsh at all. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Especially uh, for a fairly high alpha hop. Mm-hmm. Hey MedTech, you on the air there? MedTech. Hey, buddy, what's happening? I think I hung up on this time. Yeah, right. no, I, did. I tried to do it right this time. How are you, buddy? Good, how are you? Doing real well. What's going on? Uh, not much. You want to try to win uh, a bobblehead shirt? Is that what you're calling? Uh, sure. 
<laughs> I don't know if I'm drunk enough yet, but I'm getting there. <laughs> well, did you have another agenda, or were you just calling us? Um, actually, I just wanted to call in about the Hop Stopper again. Oh, sweet. Um, I actually had um, I switched over from one of my old kegs to a new one from um, Sabco. Okay. Had, uh, the old one didn't have a welded-in fitting, and the new one does. Mm. So the, the dip tube was actually too short, and he sent out a new one. And it was like three bucks or whatever just to cover shipping. Yeah. And I mean, he's just—he's a great guy. Just he covers everything. He said if I have any other problems or anyone who wants to get the hop stopper, I mean, he covers everything. Yeah. Hundred percent. So he is like great. captain customer service yeah, that guy. Yeah. I mean, any problem that anybody's had, he—he's making them new things. Whatever he's yeah. got to do to send out something else. That's I mean, cool. He tries to figure Start. out what's not working right, and he said, "Well, try this and see if that works better." And I mean, yeah, it's great. We were going to use it last night, but uh, turns out I don't have the—I don't have a double-sided fitting on my keg. Oh, uh, you just have the half. I, one. I have the half. I forgot to yeah. tell them to put in the double. I—I I knew I wanted to use the hop stopper too, and I just. Dropped off my keg. I was looking. I even did that, right, Doc? Yeah. And uh, I forgot to tell him to give me the double-sided uh, thing. So I might yeah, have to get something. Originally, I had um, I just had a weldless fitting, and so I had to actually put on a full coupling inside. Gotcha. And so when I got one welded in, uh, the dip tube was too short. Okay. So sent me a new one, no charge at all. So very cool. Great. com If you want to look at the hop stopper. So Thanks. what, what is that? Is that something you put? Of it, you can go to tophatbrewery.com. Okay. And there's a couple pictures of it in use on the bottom. And cool. Check that out. It's a hop screen Thanks, on the Matt, bottom Matt. of the Gina, spear. Gina was asking what it was. It's a big yeah. thing. It's about this big, and it's got a double-sided hop screen. It's about a foot screen. diameter, what he just showed Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. It sits it's on the bottom of the big. keg, and it's got a dip tube on the inside, and it filters out all the hops. Very fine mesh uh, stainless steel screen. How do you get it in the keg? It goes inside the keg, and then it, the, You the do it before tube. pre-boil. You just put it in right before you put anything in there. And, and it, it goes on the right ins- inside coupling. Five gallon keg you're talking about now? Uh, the 15. Full full keg. No, it's on. It's in your show boil keg. You. I'll show it oh, to you. Oh 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 oh! I thought you were talking about kegs no. like kegs oh. we're drinking beer out of. Uh, uh, sorry, a converted keg as a kettle. Okay. Is what we're talking about. I've got one of those too. Yeah, and it goes right in there, and and so instead of having to do a whirlpool, or even if you did it, you know, it doesn't matter at that point. You just get a real clean wort transfer because it filters out uh, all of the hops basically. Yeah, like hop back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it just it just you don't have to use hop bags anymore. Nope. Exactly, hop back. They, um, yep, no big commercial brewers use something similar to that, but called hop back. Well, right. That, well, well, the hop back to add hop flavor. If you're going to run beer through it, you're talking. This about. This is just a filter screen. This is yeah. just to filter your wort. Yeah. Okay. I'll okay. show it to you. It's pretty cool. He's got one here actually. So. Yeah, but I couldn't use it. Cause I had a coupling. Thanks, MedTech. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Have a good night. So, what do you think of that uh, Ambriel? Uh yeah, let me take another drink here. Poppy Jasper. The Poppy Jasper Amber. That's what it is, right? Yeah, whatever this is. It's my claim to fame. It's got great color. This is easy drinking. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. That's real awesome. It's got. It's right up my alley with the bitterness too. It's got a nice uh, hop flavor there. It's You're right though. It's balanced. It's very well balanced. I could see how you know non bitter hoppy people would t- would maybe tell you it's a little too. Uh, Daniela, I think might say it's. Here, try this, Daniela. See what you think about it. I don't it. think it's too bitter. But uh, I think oh. and and I would yeah. You you don't like the bitter guys no, either. No, it's it's very. I think the, with the malt and the hops, it's really well balanced. I've, I've converted you know regular beer regular beer you know industrial sure. beer drinkers over even with this beer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stouts too, for that matter, but this beer can convert them. You like it, Daniel? Yeah, I like it. It's not even too bitter. How do you got to have sweetness well, in there too yeah. to attract? Others. How do you handle the clarity on it? Um, do you filter? Do well, you I'll, I'll get, agents? I'll get a cold break in it. So if you get this really cold, it'll it'll, it'll haze like it's up. A chill haze. It'll chill haze. Yeah. What um, do you you get this? Uh, but I filter. 
Okay. You have the same Down hop here. character in in both of the beers I've had now. That nice, fresh-tasting green. Uh, not green in a wet hop way, but but just green it's in a, a fresh it's, way. It's a grassy flavor. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah maybe it's great. Cascade hops coming through. Uh, Liberty hops taste a little, usually a little more earthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have a special technique in there? And there's no, like, magic uh, Gino secret? Uh, <laughs> the yeast is something that you don't really find around here too much either there it's a it's a southern english yeast that's uh that's used a lot back east uh, that when i selected it nobody i think there might be a couple out here now although it can't nobody comes to mind but it was definitely something back when i first started brewing there were two main yeasts that people were using well three uh there was uh Whitbread, which was just starting to go bad at that point and people were switching over from Whitbread to nottingham those okay. were two big yeasts out here and then the other big yeast was the the 1056 the sierra nevada chico american ale whatever california ale yeast whatever we call it now but those were the three ones that all the all the microbreweries and uh, brew pubs that were opening up were going to Whitbread, which was actually I was planning on using Whitbread, but right when I opened up, they weren't selling it anymore. Okay, it it, uh, it had gone it had gone bad. Uh, it was turning out a lot of banana ester way back when, and no one could control it. Gotcha. So, but there were a lot of breweries that were big into using it, and it was really nice when it was good. It was okay, my favorite. Um, but anyway, this one is uh, a little stronger, maltier, and it makes it a uh, it might be add to the the, what you're describing. Okay. And do you repitch uh, each batch, or do you buy a new no. uh, batch of it? You no, I'll, I'll propagate it up. I'll, I'll get my yeast just like a lot of other people. From yeast originally was from Y Yeast. Uh, Chris White was a, a friend. His folks lived by us, and uh, okay. his, his twin brother lived by us. And cool. So he visits all the time, and he was still a, a student at Loyola, and he picked up my, um, well, not Loyola, La Jolla. Okay. Um, uh, picked up my hops, and then uh, he kept it. You know, there at the university, yeah. and would propagate it for me. And then when he opened up his white labs along with uh, the other Chris, um, yeah. Chris and Chris, um, I just started getting it from him. Nice. That's and cool. it, it already probably mutated a couple times by the time he'd started saving it. So we saved it as, as ours, okay. mine, El Toro's. Um, but but white labs, I'll, I'll get it from white labs about once a quarter. Okay. Uh, How I'll, many batches is that? It's uh, I don't use kind of batches, but more generations because I can take uh, off of one batch, I can take the yeast twice off and use it in two other batches. Okay. So it's probably uh, okay if we count a batches somewhere between twenty and thirty or, or so batches. Uh, well, generations it's about a dozen okay. generations. A dozen. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's been uh, the word around here that the limit is up to 10, right 12. around twelve. Yeah. 10 or 12. I, you know, I've gone. Nervous. I've gone pretty high, yeah. and uh, I get a little bit nervous, but then I'll I'll test it, and then sometimes I'll get to. I mean, I used to acid wash a lot, but acid wash really shocks the heck out of yeast, and, mm. and and although the yeast that's left over when you acid wash is really crazy when you give it new food, so it 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 propagates up real quick too. Really. But uh, acid wash doesn't uh, necessarily kill, well, it doesn't kill wild yeast, so that's the only thing you concern yourself. So what do you do to wash it? Um, I just, I just repeat, I, I, I'm real careful on how I, I get the yeast. I get the yeast by, it's in a closed uh, system when I, get sure. the, I'll get the yeast off the bottom of my cylinder conical, and it'll go straight through tube into my 10-gallon um, uh, co- converted uh Corny keg, mm-hmm. okay. um, and it will never see the light of day. Or, well, it'll see the light of day because it's going through a little plastic tube, but but no uh, air. It won't see the air, and and the keg that it's going into is purged. Okay, uh, and sometimes if it's a big batch, I'll go into a big keg, but usually just my ten gallon keg, and that's enough to do uh, my uh, five hundred and change gallons is what I'm fermenting. Wow, so. That's what I'll use, and I'll do that, and I'll and I'll gra- and I'll fill that up until yeast is squirting out the top of the corny keg, okay, uh, the, the little airlock, and sure. then uh, and then I'll just run that into the batch uh, as it's uh, transferring over on a brew day, right? And away we go. So it will have some wort from the last batch, and it might have some uh, hop 
break or anything like that, that'll I'll be in there. Cold and, break and, will be in there, yeah, and you're not worried about any. It's all fine. I've been doing that for a dozen years. Okay. See now that a small I, percentage. It's been said before. Yeah. That's not that's not out of the ordinary. But I like to repeat it because, especially because I get nervous too. Uh, we Danielle and I, when she brewed yesterday, we racked a beer off of a carboy. Mm-hmm. It was my ESB, and man, did the yeast cake just look great! And I thought for a second. Why don't we just throw your beer right on top of this? This is a great yeast bed. But then I just I get nervous because I feel like there's there's going to be too many flavors from the last beer. Or maybe there's too much junk in there. It's not enough good yeast. There's there's hops and stuff in there. So I didn't do it. So I always like to ask and hear that you guys you just you, you I mean obviously you get it as clean as you can uh, without uh, you know uh, all the other junk in there. But well, I'm pretty uh, confident it's real clean when we're doing it. And I would suggest to you when you're doing stuff like that. I mean, what's it going to cost you if you try it and it messes up? Yeah. yeah. So go for it and see if. It comes out something you like. Let's see what happens. If it comes out, and I'll, I'll tell you what, even if it comes out something you like this, you know, this time, hmm. it might not the next time. And when you're homebrewing, sometimes you just take, you got to roll the dice and you do it. Do it. That's why you homebrew twice a week sometimes. Yeah. Time, whatever, how many times you homebrew a week, uh, or a month or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a day. That's awesome. Okay. So, but you, you know, sometimes it's going to come out the way you want it. Sometimes it's not, but that's the fun of doing it. You just do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're, you've always kind of wondered what it's going to be like to do that. It's a five-gallon batch. And it, yeah. you said that yeast cake looked real nice. Well, I'll tell you, if it was my beer, I would have done it. But it was Daniela's beer, and I didn't want to screw up her beer. <laughs> well, if, it, if it ever comes out exactly the way you figured it was going to come out, I don't, I don't know what your secret would be. Because right. when you're homebrewing, I don't remember anything ever coming out exactly yeah. how I thought it was going to come no, out. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you're sometimes you can right. nail now. I'll get pretty happy. I can nail things pretty close to what I was thinking. But back in the, I mean, I, I made lots and lots of beer, and I never nailed anything in my own mind. Right, so. right. Yeah. Well, what I might do uh, because I can transfer. I still got the other carboy of ESB still sitting on the bed there, and I'm going to brew on Tuesday. I think it's going to be done by then. Maybe I'll throw five gallons right on top of that. I'll do the other five like I was going to do it. Just a ray. I'll pitch a new batch of yeast. And do you have any ability to uh, purge with CO2 on the top or anything to make sure you're not mixing with a lot of oxygen air? Not necessarily the oxygen, but the things that are in the air and <laughs> not really because I got to open the top of the carboy and 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 dump things in it. You probably wouldn't have to worry about it anyway because you'd be so overpitched that the yeast that's in there that was yours originally is going to be uh, is going to overpower any other little micro things that might right. be in there. And, and, it, and you're going to want oxygen in there at that point. Yeah, you're not worried about oxygen right there, right? I was thinking the contamination possibility um, to blow anything out. But he's going to be so overpitched yeah. that uh, it'll, and it'll, overpitching isn't going to hurt you. Right. Unless it's too high a temperature out, and then you don't have to worry about that now. Yeah. Well. It's going to overpower any bug that jumps in there, yeah. right? And especially if you plan on, uh, if you're going to drink that thing in under six months' time and you're storing everything properly, yeah. then uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it takes a long problem. time for something in a homebrew bottle to go off unless you had, like, you were just horrendously. Yeah. Dirty. I'm lucky these things finish fermenting, Gino. They're done. <laughs> I'm <laughs> then, drinking them out of that. Then, yeah. <laughs> then fermenting them. Yeah, it's not weird to find me in the middle of the night with a long straw going <laughs> down so, to the bottom of my so, sample. Yeah, so taker. don't worry about any, li- even if you did contaminate things a little bit, it's not going to be enough to even worry, you know, yeah. at your... I'm going to do that. I think I might do five gallons of it just on top of that little... So I'm just going to siphon off as much as I can when I transfer, right? right? Mm-hmm. And whatever's left in there, I'm just going to leave it. That's going to be probably at least five times as much yeast as you'd probably need, but that's that's the overpitching is not. Yeah, it'll problem. ferment. It'll start fermenting really right. fast. Go yeah, nuts. maybe immediately. Yeah. See, I want that. I've I've always wanted to see that happen and then be able to tell the difference because usually I got You'll a little. You'll see it in less than six hours, probably. That's great. Yeah, it'll go quick. It's gonna be fun. It'll be high coursing by morning. Yeah, I'm not even gonna go to work the next day. I'm gonna stay home and watch my car. Good chant around the car. <laughs> yeah. Put plastic bags around and stuff on the ceiling. Yeah. Blowing off onto the ceiling. Yeah, he's a blow off too, as it were. You guys want to try a drunk of the week call? Yeah, 
Sure. That'd be kind of fun. Let's do I'm it out. Real quick. No. <laughs> How many, what was in that doffel book? <laughs> you there, Trans? Hey, what's up? How are you, buddy? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Just talking beer with Gino here. Uh, you had a few today yourself, or what? Yeah, but I guess the problem is, like, I never really ever sound like I'm drunk, you know? <laughs> You'd we'd probably think you were drunk if you called in sober, Trans. <laughs> we're like, hey, what's wrong with you? You're hammered. <laughs> like, I already passed out once today, and then I'm okay now, but, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to get... You know, drunk again. So, so ramp up yeah, one I'm, more time. I'm stand up. Let's test. <laughs> yeah, stand up and walk. Let's see if we can hear you. Hold the fall phone. Hold anything. the phone. Look back. <laughs> He's laying on his back. When he, as soon as we hear the, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what, trans? I don't care. I'll give you a shirt anyway. Is that what? For the hell of it? Yeah. Why yeah. not? He deserves it. I don't know. You guys already gave me a shirt, so you know. Yeah, but this is a, this is about that. But. No, this is a bobbling with yeah. the BN shirt, you man. Did, this he, is different. He deserves this one. Can you bobbling, wear? Bobbling, you think? It's a, it's all the bobbleheads. Okay, bobbling on the knob. Okay. <laughs> yeah, very close. Very close. Yeah. Uh, can you wear a large? Sorry. Can you wear a large? Yeah, large is where I'm at. All right, there you go. You, you get a shirt. Easy okay. as that. Simple as that, my friend. I don't have to do anything else, like drink Tr- more beer, like chug or anything. Drink more beer and email me. What, well, what do you got? You got a, you got a beer in front of you? I'm drinking this uh, Doppel Alt or something it's called. Yeah, it's like an alt beer, but it's probably alcohol and everything. Doppel so. what? It's like one of mine. It's a Doppel Altelis. That's the same stance with a shot of JD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, what? Dude? I mean, like, you know, I should, I should do something, you know. You, you can slam it if you want. I'd hate to waste the beer, I'm, but... Uh, well, let's hear him sing. Sing the homebrew song. Yeah, sing the homebrew song. I already sang the homebrew song. That's right, yeah. yeah. Oh. Right. Sing uh, the Great freak, White North. Sing the freak to touch the felt song. You know? I can't hit that pitch, man. <laughs> touch the felt. Touch <laughs> the felt. Yeah, there you go. I just can't do that, you know. Freaking man. <laughs> well, I don't know what you want. You want us to punish you or something. We just want to give you a shirt, man. Okay, just give me a shirt then. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I figure I need to do something to deserve it, you know. Nah, screw it. We're, we're feeling good today. I'm sick and I don't care. <laughs> you get a shirt. Send me an email with your address, dude. I'll send it out. Okay, it's cool with me. <laughs> Thanks, Trans. We'll see you, buddy. Later, man. Well, that was a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had people ask me to punish them before. <laughs> Make me do something. <laughs> More punishment, sir. <laughs> All right. What do you want? <laughs> Run around the block with your pants down. <laughs> take you a, say take not a picture. Doing that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, you guys want to start talking a little sanitation? We're uh, getting short on time. I almost feel like we should just keep talking to Gino and do I'm sanitation next time. We'll do it next week. We can do that. We can do that. Let's what do, do that. we got next week? Don't you already have next week planned? Peter Zian from Ail 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 Smith. Ail Smith. Yes. So do we not have a topic? Do we want to do sanitation with him? Let's do it next week. Well, we, no, we do have a topic: high yeah. gravity brewing. And then and then we already got a topic with Dan the next Dan week. Dan Gordon is yeah. So it would have to wait three weeks. If we don't do it today. We'll let the chat room decide. We're going to keep chatting with Gino here. I'm if the chat room says sanitation, we'll stuff. do it. <laughs> How about no, you? Just because I don't do my caps. We need, like, yeah, you already told things. us you don't sanitize. You we just throw those things. dirty caps on there. You don't care. I you use like Guard and uh, you know that ex- uh, Old Spice uh, liquid I, soap. I use Dove. <laughs> I use we that. It's three times the power. It's sports soap. <laughs> Lever two thousand. Use that dark field sterilization. <laughs> you just put it in that dark drawer and. Sterilizes itself. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I keep my DVDs. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. it's all different kind of sterilization like going on in there. Voice dropped an octave too. Uh, but why don't we play? <laughs> let's play uh, Stump the Brewer, yeah. like Daniel yeah. said. 
We can do that. Uh, chat room, we're going to do Stump the Brewer. You can call in and do it, too. 888-401-BEER. We'll take a phone call, Stump the Brewer, and we'll take a, a chat room, Stump the Brewer, because we got a couple more shirts to give away. And we got a caller coming in now, too. So here's the way it works, Gino. They're just going to call in and stump you with whatever they can think of. Of course, it does have to be beer questions, guys. Don't get all crazy. In some way, shape, or form. Oh, poor guy. I actually <laughs> do have a couple of Stump the Brewer questions already. You, you want me to go ahead? Do it. Oh. Do it. Sorry, I want to. Oh, I, I want to take on. this call though. All right, Gino. Yeah, you're gonna take that call. Don't you worry. Right. Hang in there, caller. Wait, I'm gonna. I, I see you there, and I'm gonna uh, get you on the air in a second. All right. So the question is, where and on what date did Arthur date? Guinness sign the 9,000 year lease? And the side question is, but you don't have to answer that. And how much <laughs> per year does Guinness pay? Oh, this, uh, how much a year do they pay? Yeah, it's oh, a nine thousand year lease. Uh, yeah. okay. so, and what and what uh, uh, denomination? Do, what do I use? Do I use year. dollars or lira uh, that they use over well, there in that's Ireland? The, that's the pounds. bonus question. Yeah, you can, pounds. You can answer Euros. in Deutschmark. For, uh, for the day, they just want Yen? the year. Gilder. Euro. Yeah. Do you know the year that he signed that agreement? Oh, let's see, Guinness. Uh, and where he signed where it? Where and when? By the way, this oatmeal stout is awesome. Thank yeah. you. Oh, you're on that already. El Toro Negro, it's called. It's and man, do you get graham graham crackers? I get a little graham cracker. I definitely, I get the oatmeal. I get a it's little intense. chocolate. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I I think I get more chocolate than I do graham it's cracker. Ten percent oatmeal in it. So uh, let's see, eighteen. Uh, That's a great beer, man. Let's guess eighteen. I, you like know, it, this is gonna be the guess. It's gonna be eighteen ninety-two. No. Oh, what year is it? 1769. 17? That's not so old, is it? Where it was St. James Gate Brewery, and the lease is... I was going to say that. Oh, okay, give me another one then, because I was going to say that. You took it from me. And the lease is 45 pounds a year. You didn't even let me go there either. (laughs) He's still only paying 45 pounds a year? Well, he signed a 9,000-year contract. It was like 200 plus years ago. That man is a genius. All right, that's two shirts down, because that person is still... This shirt goes to Skip in Australia, happily donated by us. We got two left. All right, let me take this caller because it's uh, Mrs. Oh, it's Mrs. Medtech. We got Aussies listening. Yeah, we got. Yeah. Uh, All right, Len. Let's see. I can't Mitch drink Rikies. my Aussie accent. Mrs. Medtech, are you there? Mike? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, how are you? Hey. I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing real good. You know that we accent. we always like when we get the misses calling in. It's always a good time. Uh, That's what's, what I heard. Are you uh, are you calling in to make fun of your husband with us? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. I like it when that happens, too. <laughs> yeah, he's always bummed because of size large T-shirts he can't fit into anymore. What size does he need? Extra large. Oh, that's not too bad. It's not like he needs a 4XL or something. Not yet. But he's working on it, huh? I'll make exactly. him when he gets his Harley. How long's he been brewing? Uh, over a year now. Oh, yeah. He's got to give him another year or two. It'll be, it'll be in the 2XL. Oh, great. <laughs> you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep the med tech closet here, and we're going to just keep, like, subsequent years. We'll have an extra large for him this year, double X next <laughs> year, triple X the year after. We'll, always, we'll just send him a shirt as he grows. Poor guy. Isn't it between your between your one and two, you, and then there on you... you you shift over from extract into all grain, and then you start out schlepping those bags around. That, that drops. You calories. start to drop a little bit. You yeah. think? I think maybe you schlepping even bags out. Of grain. I think if that's the theory, then you get to double X, and maybe you get to stay there. But I don't think you ever actually go well, down. It, it takes then a you, lot oh, to no. keep that girth. <laughs> yeah. And then you get tired of putting it in bottles. You start putting it in kegs, and you got to schlep the kegs around. Those yeah. are heavy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, it's can, all exercise, right? Can Can you, you uh, fit bottles, into a large Miss <laughs> Medtech? Oh yeah. You want a You want a bobblehead shirt? 
good. Yeah. It's please. so they're they're. I'm telling you guys, I'm not joking about this. They're so cool. Yeah, they're it's awesome. awesome. You're gonna love you the shirt. You have medium. I we only made large. The doc doc just took what he had and oh. lingerie lingerie. But, but you could that's probably. Right. I'm good at drinking things. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It just stick shrink. it in the dryer for a long time. Is that her picture there on that, that webcam thing you got wait, on the wait, screen? That's, what, that's <laughs> what Medtech always says I do with his clothes. That you shrink. Here, let me look at it. It's uh. Oh yeah, you're fine. It's a hundred percent cotton, and it's not even pre-shrunk yet. You're, you, oh, good deal. Yeah, just leave the sucker in the dryer for a good couple of hours. You're gold. <laughs> you'll, you'll be able to wear this. Well, it is white. So. And we're even sending actual like washing and care instructions with them because Doc is a, a professional here. So I'll tell oh, okay. you, you're gonna love this shirt. It's it's awesome. Thank you. I, I have to say, uh, you know, personally, I think my, my bobblehead looks the best. <laughs> I think mine looks the best. <laughs> now look at the Isn't one on really the shirt. really cute with his little skirt? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll have to call and let you guys know what I this think. Is right? looking you down. definitely have yeah. to, Mrs. Medtech. Yeah, can you take okay. a picture and send a picture to us with you in it? That'd be cool. Yeah, I can do that. All right, do that. We won't do anything mean to it. We'll just yeah, put it right. up on our... Yeah, right. Our <laughs> Darts. John looks like the, uh, the leprechaun from Lucky, Lucky Charms. Charms. In the, in yeah. the, well, the leprechaun's always cute, though. Yeah, yeah. see, he's a, and then it's me lucky and, and Doc, I'll tell you, Doc looks a lot more classy than he actually is. Looks like an Amish, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like an Amish brewer. I think, yeah. yeah, he does. I think that was a little wishful thinking on your part when you when you designed your bobblehead, <laughs> like, Doc. Photoshop's well, an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. you don't like mine. Danielle looks uh, like Britney Spears. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yes, she does. I've heard that before. I don't like uh, it at all. Yeah, you are a little it's Britney. Not a, it's not a bad thing on it's this It's the worst thing ever. Not on this t-shirt. Doc not. forgot to put your boobs in there. You're much better looking. There's no <laughs> it's all about the head. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not in Justin's Look at world. the back of the shirt. <laughs> it is? I was like, God, I can't even recognize you. <laughs> he doesn't even know my face. <laughs> That's bad. I don't care, though. <laughs> I don't like him anyways. What are you going to do? You're going to get me a visa. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. Where you call it? <laughs> beer. That's right, uh, and beer equipment. That's, that's true love. That helps. All right, uh, were you that, calling just to get a shirt, it? or did you need anything else with us, Miss Medtech? That's all I needed, Mrs. Medtech. Mrs. Please. Medtech, sorry. Yeah, Mrs. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So impolite. Your husband's a good dude. He, he always is a great guy. We like it when he calls in. He's a lot of fun and gives us some good info. So. Are you guys going to Florida, Mrs. Medtech? Florida? Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> really? Because MedTech told yeah, us he's he going. Yeah, he told us we, he will be there. He was like, yeah, I'll, <laughs> he I'll, yeah, he said, I'll see you. It's because it's the National Homebrew Competition. He just oh, said... No, he just sent me an email yesterday with his hotel information. He said I'm I'm going to be <laughs> there. I'm, I'm going to be there on Thursday night, and I was hoping to meet up with you guys when you get there. <laughs> she she has to go now. You don't. Even well, that was becoming that wasn't wife. the question you asked her. You asked her if her and him were gone. <laughs> <laughs> she said no. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I got MedTech. See, now he's in trouble. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I thought she knew. I didn't mean to spill the beans, buddy. He likes trouble. Well, he said he passed no, out. He Mrs. said he Mad passed Tech. out once already today. Where'd you find him? <laughs> yeah. Good he never said that. Good question. Porch. <laughs> Bedroom. All right. Church. Enjoy the T-shirt. Church. Okay. Thank thanks you. for calling thank in. Yeah, you guys got to send me an email with your address, and we'll get it out to you. Okay. Thanks, Miss MedTech. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You know, somebody just had a great idea for how to give away the last shirt. Somebody has to call and sing the Hot Nuts song. 
<laughs> I'm out. Yeah. With, the, with that 40s hot twang. Nuts. I'll take that. Yeah, caller with a hot nut uh, song. How That's many shirts do we have left? I think we got one because oh, we had... Uh, I because can, I got another Stumped Brewer. Well, I, can, I can make more. That's not an issue. Yeah. And, I can, and I can make bigger Dates ones. Dates and chemistry. <laughs> and <laughs> well, then go ahead and make a small one for Mrs. Metzik. Huh? Yeah. 17. That's a medium. Okay, so we'll take another caller. We'll do another one. Then. Well, what did you send me here? How about that? While we're waiting on callers, back to you, Gino. Uh, someone wants to know how you flavor that peach ale of yours. Uh, I use an extract that uh, I, I I use an extract from just a, a regular more. peach extract. Uh, you can get the same stuff. I, they, they've changed their names, their brand a few times, but you can get pretty much the same stuff. You know, I'm getting my trades. I said I never give away, but uh, that's what we like, though. Uh, oh, is that company called HopTech in Pleasanton, Dublin, still there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. Uh, that you can get the same stuff from them because they carry the stuff too. Okay. But I don't know if they carry peach because now the company that I used to deal with. Makes you order order huge quantities of it. So okay, so and and where huge quantities your... meaning gallons and gallons and gallons like oh right like a pallet gallons or a something. pallet. Well, not that much. That mm-hmm. would be God. How much hops would that? I mean, how much beer you? You uh, that's a lot. It's a it would be a lot of beer. I mean, I think you can do a whole batch in less than uh, you know four gallons, four, four ounces, and for five gallons. Yeah, extract. It's it's probably for something like peach. It'd be something like right around ten ounces. It's not exactly what I use, and, but for uh, right. a keg. Yeah, and that's in a gallon's gonna take you a long way. Gallons say 128 ounces in a gallon. So. Where in your process would you put that extract in on a beer like that? Uh, I chuck it into the kegs when I do a draft, or uh, oh. it'll go right to the bright tank. Oh, gotcha. Otherwise, you put it in during fermentation. You're going to blow off all the uh, aromatics. Uh, okay. You know, a lot of it in a lot of the part when you're drinking. Uh, part a lot of the experience of drinking a fruit beer is in the in the nose, hmm. and if you put something into a fermenter. Uh, especially prior to all the, um, that, well, for the alcohols in there or uh, any of the fermentations gone on croisoning, yeah. um, you're going to blow off all the ar- aromatics. Makes a lot of so sense. So you throw in afterwards so you're not, uh, you're not blowing that stuff off and you can experience it as soon as the bubbles come up into your nose. Gotcha. But it is a sugar of sorts too, right? So you are adding yeah. sweetness when you, when you yes. put it at the end? Yes, there is, there is some, but, uh, yes, that, that's true. What does that beer taste like without it? Have you have you tried it just without before you put in the extract? I, my peach ale is the golden ale that you already had. It with is, the, and then you add the peach to yeah. it. Awesome. So it's uh, just like black raspberry. Make uh, Jack's Cannery in San Francisco is the only people that uh, they special order it now, and they'll get it by the keg. Okay. And that's uh, and I've told them it's a uh, poppy jasper with the right uh, extract added. Now that's cool because especially you know uh, a, a lot of people will like the fruity beers. I don't. Daniela doesn't like them they too were much. Big like ten years ago though. Absolutely, and and people you know craft brewers were coming out with them like mad because uh, it was just a good thing to do. I like that you don't really have to change your beer. Let's say you're going to be like me, you brew ten gallons, you're going to end up with two five gallon uh, uh, kegs of it. Do the beer in one, just leave it alone if it's a pale ale or something, and in the other one, maybe throw some fruit extract in there, right? And yeah. you can have yourself a fruit beer. And like you said, there's some sugars in there, so uh, carbonate on the lower side, so if you, especially since you're not filtering, yeah. you're going to have some yeast left over that's going to want to eat some of that sugar, so okay. you know, there's going to be some of your priming right there. Okay, right. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a good idea, because you don't even really have to change your beer. All right, I'm excited about the next phone yes, call, too. Yes, me, too. You know what we got on the line here? Uh, uh, a little bit of Brewing Network fame. Who, it is like a queen. Yeah, she's like the queen. Who is this? It's Jamil's wife is on the line no with us right now. No way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, is this Mrs. Pope? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it, should we just refer to you as your highness as we do Jamil? Would that be okay? Uh, um, <laughs> Emily. Yes. I think she needs her own. She needs her own <laughs> title. Mr. Liz. <laughs> What's wow. that? 
He's Mr. Liz. He's Mr. Liz. <laughs> Jamil's wife. That's wow. unbelievable. I, I really feel honored that Me we're taking too. the call here. How are you today? Uh, fine. Yeah? Fine. I appreciate I, uh, you giving up Jamil all those times. Is Jamil alive? I, I feel honored that I was made to call you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, I, you could have at least pretended that it was your idea. <laughs> and that you were just, that you've been dying to meet us or something like that would have been very charming. Well, it's you know, like I have, I have been dying to meet you. I, I hear <laughs> so much about you and, and I'm always so intrigued by your photos. Um, <laughs> As you should be. Your husband has a lot to do with that. Yeah. It's funny, Jamil was telling me the story this week about the photos and, and, and uh, you know, doing them and, and looking through the thing. And he's like, you know what? Even my wife looks at those and just cracks up now. And That's she wants funny. to see the new ones I'm working on and stuff, which I thought was hilarious. Because there's some twisted photos, Mrs. Z. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I guess you have to have a bit of the same twisted sense of humor your husband does if you're going to hang out with him that much. Now, having Jamil's wife on the phone is like a behind-the-scenes, you know. So yeah. you got to ask those questions. Yeah. How is he? Has Jamil been brewing? How what has, he been, has well, he been brewing? John, beer? John wants to know if he's been brewing because Jamil keeps telling John he's not brewing. Uh, no, he's, he he did not brew today or yesterday. Wow. Well, so the day before that, <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> has he brewed in but the last he, two weeks? He he, uh, he played in the kitchen with some canning jars in the pressure cooker, so I don't know what he was doing. Uh, oh, he's brewing. Once the pressure cooker's he's, out, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's all downhill from there. Could be just doing starters, uh, though. Yeah. Yeah, something with yeast and. Uh, <laughs> I, all I know is I was I was sent for more canning lids. That's all I know. Do you oh, do gotcha. you like his beer? Uh, is, is it any some good? Of it. Some of it. Yeah. What's the worst beer you had from Jamil? Uh, well, anything that has the word lambic in it, I hate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough, right there. <laughs> lambic span. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, do you consider yourself a, a, a beer person in general, or no? No. No. Do you have I'm, a drink? I'm not a beer person at all. Not at all. Do you have a drink of choice? Uh, margarita. Ah, there you mm-hmm. go. I like a little margarita every now and then. Are you a, uh, a blended or on the rocks? Uh, blended Atta with girl. salt. With salt. That's the way Traditional. To do it. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Uh, no, just uh, straight tequila, huh? Not anymore. <laughs> not since not, last Not week. for many decades now. Okay, gotcha. And so, uh, Jamil probably isn't as smart as he comes off on the radio at home, am I right? No, in person he's much, much smarter. <laughs> oh, nice one. Yeah, he's got you trained well, Mrs. C. I can see why you guys get along. You know how to f- you know how to feed the ego. He's right there. <laughs> yeah, he's like sitting next to I smell no card. Not that, it's not that much effort to feed his ego. <laughs> not at all. Huh? So Mrs. C and I do have one in common because I know how to feed your ego. Yeah. I'm concerned I'm actually talking to the Jamil puppet and not really Jamil's wife or something. You can't be so nice to him, Mrs. Z. He's not that nice of a guy. You've seen those pictures he makes of people. Well, yes. I'm actually curious that, uh, you know, he seems to spend so much time, like, reading about beer and doing beer and stuff. I'm surprised he still has a family, Mrs. Z. How did he he keep that in check? You know, that is a mystery. Uh, (laughs) I think it's because he only sleeps about two hours a night. Ah, gotcha. And and somehow he is um, able to to, uh, juggle all these roles, but... Right. I think the uh, the majority of his beer learning came actually a, a couple of years ago. So, okay, as, as far as I can tell, if you could give advice to uh, any of the partners out there who have to deal with overzealous home brewer companions, what would it be? 
<laughs> leave now. Oh. <laughs> uh, gosh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Oh, make I, sure I, the stovetop's clean when you're done with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. I would even almost say, you know, don't let it come inside the house. If you can keep it in the garage or in the backyard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because once once you once it enters into the kitchen in the regular house, I yeah, I don't think you'll ever get it back again. It's kind of like so. that smelly old dog. Once you let it in and feed it once, you have a hard time getting rid of it. So when it, when he was using the canning, the the pressure cooker and stuff, were you banished from the kitchen? Well, I have been in the past, but this was not this time. <laughs> yep. I always find that funny. I see messages like that sometimes where, where the brewers are like, yeah, my wife's not allowed near the kitchen when I'm doing, you know, when I'm you doing any of my sanitization yeah. or whatever. And if she sneezes, I, I give her the evil glare like you just did the worst thing you could do. <laughs> Got to be sanitary. Mm. That's true. That happens. But we wear masks when we bottle. I help him bottle, too. And you guys Whoa. both wear masks? You wear a mask? <laughs> Yeah, we wear surgical masks when we bottle, so I'm used to that. Do you wear surgical gloves, too? Yes. <laughs> How about the yeah, Perel hand the sanitizer? The Perel hand sanitizer, does that yeah. go on? you got to keep that handy, right? Mills intense. And what's your safety word? He's not intense, John. He's a freak. Yeah, okay. This guy is a sanitation freak. Cool. He's got a pressure cooker. Um, do you have, like, a like? do you have to turn on the whole house ventilation system to, like, pour, like purge all the air before you do, too? No, 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 no. He he can just go into his special clean spot and do whatever he needs to do there. He does have a clean spot, though. I want... See, Jamil's posting all these, like, doctored-up pictures, right, that we're laughing at. If we got one picture of Jamil and Mrs. Z all in their masks and surgical gear bottling, <laughs> you wouldn't have to doctor it a bit. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. Put that up on the site for us, Mrs. Z. Well, we'll see. We can do. We we'll see. We can do that. We can get one of the kids to take it. Probably. Oh, how go. are the beers? How Actually, are his beers? It might even be funnier if the whole family's around. All the kids have got the surgical masks on and the gloves and the whole bit. Give us that. Oh, okay. <laughs> his beers are awesome. If Gio. it works for you, that's what you do. The, it, Everyone, you, everybody needs a ritual. The, you know what? You can. Uh, we could sit here and, and insult Jamil and say things until yeah. the end of the world. The man's beers are are the best homebrew I, uh, I've ever In the had. Country. <laughs> They're unbelievable. He's like the well, most award-winning homebrew ever he's yeah. he's awesome well it's a pleasure to meet you it's an honor oh, well, thank you and you guys i've enjoyed well, uh mrs z we'll call her i guess yeah is it all right if we stick with mrs z sure okay do you want it you want a bobblehead shirt of yeah course. it's co- you've seen the picture on the site if you if you look through there it's the same thing but it's even better because because doc put some captions in there and it's awesome we'll give you a bobblehead shirt you deserve it mm-hmm Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much. All right, cool. I'll give it to uh, you guys. Do, what are you, are you doing a show tomorrow or next week? Try South tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Uh, all right, I'll give it to Gmail tomorrow. He can bring it home to you. Okay. Thanks, Mrs. Z. Thank you. Bye. 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 I thought she had told you to call I her the wife of Mr. Liz. <laughs> yeah, I think that was right, but uh, that's just too long. Yeah. Do to... Can I have more Gmail? Acronyms. Um, um, yeah. Um, a stout, please? Yeah. <laughs> That beer is just so good, huh? It's awesome. I mean, they're all good. We have other ones to try, too? There's the uh, winter brew that's in there. There's the Deuce, the double IPA, and my regular IPA. We're going to do the winter brew. Oh, man. You sure you don't want to do the IPAs? 
saving it for last, man. Yeah, right. you're, you know, you're, you're probably right. Fair. We should do that. That's uh, okay, right? Yeah, yeah you know, that, that, makes, that makes me afraid that you want my wife to call in too. I'm not a. Yeah. I don't Are think I'm a purist in anything. I, I want your wife to appear in studio. I do a whole interview with her. Daniela, what did the chat room say? Am I supposed to move on to sanitation or? Are we okay? I think I think they didn't really have an opinion about that. All right, then I think we're gonna hold the sanitation talk and just have some fun tasting Gino's beers here for a while. We got some good information out. You know, you got one stump the brewer lined up in front of you, and you got a li- uh, you got a caller, and and and. <laughs> what do you want to do first? Mm. Go ahead and stump. That's an easy thing. Okay. Do the stump. The music for the Star Spangled Banner was derived from what British drinking song? Oh, I should know this one. Tough one. And, and I've been there to the Fort, um, Fort Sumpner. I have the yeah, answer Fort in Sumpner. front of me, and I don't know what it is because I can't read Daniela's hieroglyphics. San Francisco, right? You can. Yeah, Fort um, Well, I know it's called the Star Spangled Banner. I know that. Yes, that's <laughs> derived. <laughs> and from I know he was he was captured, and he was trying to negotiate there, and he was out in the harbor, and uh, it's a British drinking. Yes, song. I got the. I, I'm. I'm just, yeah, I'm, like, you I'm know, are you going to like, okay, you have five. <laughs> it's, either, like it's either I do that or I sing the Jeopardy song to you. <laughs> no, no, this is, this is yeah. like uh, you want to be a millionaire and yeah. you, they just want you to keep right. talking about If you about prefer yeah, that, the I more can, colorful people yeah, that yeah. can stretch it out like that. Keep talking. There you go. That, yeah, that's okay. it. <laughs> you know, well, the British. Uh, Holy shit. good. See, the British drinking song. I don't know. Final answer? I can sing. Final answer? You want me to sing it? <laughs> yeah. Will you well uh, ask the the asker of the question like if, if Gino singing the thing okay. will will be an acceptable answer? Because I would I would be okay if Gino no, sang I, it. I, I, no, not the national <laughs> the drink beer up. song. The drink beer, drink beer. Oh, come drink beer with me. Oh, I don't give a damn about any old man who won't drink beer with me. I'll bring out all that old oak bucket with. Name your fraternity upon it. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. That was awesome. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. He was saying sure, sure, I guess. Uh, but he didn't sing the real sure, answer. Any. What I is the, what's the Doc, what's the answer? I don't remember. Oh, I thought you said no. you knew it. Here, Danielle, I can't read your hieroglyphic. It says Anna Creon. A what? A whoa? Anna Creon? That was Who's the, she? That's the British drinking song. That that isn't it was, that uh, that tennis player that's really hot? <laughs> <laughs> it's close. Uh, Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. Yeah. Cool. She is hot, too. What did you say? She's nice. Anna Creon. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what he says. That's what my kids draw with. Cleon? Stump. Okay, stump. Shirt for Gabo. The yeah. color with those. Right, Gabo, send me an email. So we're out of shirts in the studio, but so come on. Anna Creon. Who's ever heard of that? No, I say, did you color that with a pen? Anna Creon. Yeah. Everyone we so give away now, Doc, is work for you. Just keep that in mind. Is what that? Everyone we give away now is work for you. Just give me, give me the, and I need the sizes so I can pick okay. up the shirts. All right, Gabo, uh, email me with your well, you size. do those too. with Anna Creon on there. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, what's up, Justin? Who are we talking to? This is Big Chooch. Hey, Big Chooch. What's hey, happening? Uh, not much, man. You, you, you guys need to call us the wife show. The wife show, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's, all, that's the whole reason I called after the comment that Danielle made earlier. I was like, yeah, she's got to talk to my wife. What's that buzzing? What did I say like again? About uh, 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 cleaning and stuff? <laughs> no, about like, you Spanish know how Danielle's... What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's right. Go ahead. What did Danielle say uh, that you had to call in for? No, about how that she really enjoyed the brewing process and started getting oh. into it. Oh, uh, yeah. See, yeah. My, wife, my wife's always ragging on me, you know. You want to put her on the horn? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. This is good. Connection's a little funny, but uh, we'll keep it short and see what Chip we can do here. Hello. Hello. Hi. Is this Mrs. Chooch? Yeah. Sorry if that's, that sounds offensive in some way, but that's, uh, that's <laughs> kind of silly. Hey, your husband chose the name, not me. 
I know. That's okay, though. <laughs> I think I went to school with your husband. Yes, he was talking about that. It's uh, really weird. Hysteria, right? Yeah, back there in old hysteria. Oh, that's the one? Yeah, I got an email a long time yeah, ago from, from Big Chooch, and he just said, you know, I'm in Hawaii here. I, I, I'm so thankful that that's I found amazing. your show. And then I was blown away. The, the second archive I listened to, you mentioned that you come from Hesperia High School, and I graduated, you think graduated a year before me or something. So, uh, very strange. Small world in the brew. In the brew world. All right, so Daniela needs to give you some advice about how great brewing is, I think. Brewing yeah, because I, I don't understand what all the just laws about. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Well, have you ever tried it yourself to do it yourself? No, actually, it looks very complicated. <laughs> it is. It totally is very complicated, and it's really hard on women because you have to lift a lot of stuff. But I'm telling you, Mrs. Chooch, if mm. I pronounce your name correctly, <laughs> if you see the pride in your husband's eyes when you pitch your first yeast, yeah. that's really... That's something else. Yeah. You're talking probably seven minutes instead of five after that. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. It increases a lot. <laughs> just yeah. give it a try. Tell your husband what you like, what kind of beer you like. Just try to describe the flavors, and he's going to tell you what kind of grain you have to use, what hops, what yeast you should pitch, and so on. And then you guys do it together. And it's like a 6 hours experiment, but it's awesome. And then you're going to get to drink your own beer, and he's going to get to drink it too. Saves money, fun together, awesome. Mm-hmm. And make it your beer instead of you just helping him brew one of his beers. Yeah, that's yeah. the deal. It has to be what you want to be drinking. And then it goes yeah, even further. Better. It has to be what you want to drink, definitely, because that's what I do, too. I tell Justin, look, this is what I like. Tell me what I have to do. And he helps me with every single step because I can't do it myself either. I've been on this show for like nine months now, and I still don't know how to brew. Yeah. But then it's a lot of fun, you know. The man feels very manly because he gets to teach you something. And He's lift, very proud of you. And lift big things. <laughs> lift big things around, exactly. Tell you what to do. It's Makes just jump a on very trampolines. great mutual yeah. experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> the best thing is, like, afterwards, when you drink your own beer, it's really really awesome that's really a nice feeling because you made alcohol yourself how cool is that mm-hmm. yeah, that is cool it is cool to drink the beer that he does make and he's been doing pretty good yeah it's there's been a couple boo-boos but of course it of happens them, like i ate a a loaf of bread. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens to the best of us. Here, here, now, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a it's a significant amount of work, it especially is. the first time you do it. But that's why, like Daniela says, if you if you're kind of doing it together, you make a day out of it. You guys are hanging out and just you, you yeah. make sure you don't have anything else to do, and you just take your time and and hang out and do it. And then the hard work it's it's not so hard because you're just taking your time anyway. Another big advantage is you get your husband to hang out with you for six or seven hours in a row and actually talking to you because there's nothing else going. <laughs> on the tv is off so he really is going to talk to you that was a big advantage and, for and me the, the mash takes point. about an hour so <laughs> yeah exactly there's nothing to do while it's mashing so time. <laughs> i actually left during the mash <laughs> i did i left i had to go get propane i was like all right 30 minutes i'm out of here <laughs> uh, you only need seven. Yeah, give it a go. You know, it's not for everybody. Let's be honest. But you, you might have a good time, and and it's definitely the process that's that's fun about it. You got to just get into it like that. You know. Okay. Give it well, a I'll show. Give it a try. You guys got kids too? Yes, uh, we have a seven-month-old and a five-year-old. Wow. Oh. That's great. Yeah. Nice work. Hey, get the seven-year-old out there too. He can do stuff. <laughs> Seventh-month-old. <laughs> oh, five-year-old. Yeah, sorry. Five-year-old, yeah. 
He can do yeah, stuff. He's wild, though. I don't know if he sits still long enough to do that. Give him an empty can of beer and tell him to play with it while you guys are doing stuff. <laughs> or a full can. A full can. <laughs> yeah, even better. He'll be taking a nap real soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or get hyper. Yeah. You can mine, play who passes out first, before. daddy or the five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All right. Hopefully for us, it'll be the five-year-old. That's true. You guys want a shirt? Oh, that would be great. You want a bobblehead shirt? What size do you need? Oh, medium. Medium. All right. Chooch doesn't get one, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> you, hear, you hear big Chooch in the background. You get a shirt. Yeah, that's right. It's the wife show. You're the one who said it, Chooch. So, Mrs. Chooch, you get a bobblehead shirt. We'll send you a medium. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. I think. All right, see ya. You know, you want to put Bye. some perspective on that because it made me it made me think. Uh, I've been brewing since uh, well, my first batch was in March of 1983. Uh, no, March of 1984. I'm sorry. And my wife of today that I've been married to for 18 years was there and helped brew the very first batch oh. of homebrew that I brewed. So that's great. So and this is a great segue too because I do love. know that yours is a family business and and your wife's your partner in the company as well. Yes. And uh, I'd like to just talk about that whole thing because she's not obviously a person who minds you spending your time brewing. She's probably outside yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> probably done shopping. I would guess yeah. she's listening and making sure you don't screw up. <laughs> well, she's got the spy right here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gino's, Gino's daughter's here, keeping him in check too. So, uh, but you do. Know, Making a, sure it's not like Howard Stern with the, you know. Let's see those now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Noah brewing strippers on this show. Not yet. Do that. You promised. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> they didn't show hey, up all the way. They didn't show up. <laughs> uh, now. So. You guys, are, you're a fully functional family-run brewery. Pretty much. Okay. And uh, is there anybody else in the family besides the two of you? Uh, that my it? dad's out there helping, too. Okay. He's not a beer drinker in any way, shape, or form, uh, but he's out there helping. Gotcha. And uh, did you guys kind of decide as a family you wanted to do this, or did you decide and they followed? <laughs> they had no choice. Uh, it's, uh, pretty much uh, me and then talking over with Cindy, but that was back in about 1990. We made that decision. I'd already been home brewing for, you know, do the math. Um, hmm. But uh, 1990, I started taking classes uh i you know I, I was already an engineer that was what i did by i was an aeronautical engineer okay and uh took the classes at uc davis started entering competitions there just to see how we fared against everybody else did pretty good um and uh you know took the at that time there wasn't any master brewers uh course at davis it was just the uh, intensive brewing sciences course okay. there are a lot of other brewers that are out there today that have been around for a long time that were in that very those very classes that i was taking yeah uh grant uh, Johnson was there, and uh, I can't remember. I, I've had my like my little picture book of all that stuff. But but at any rate, um, we started developing the uh, our feasibility right about 1990 to 1991. Started working on a business plan 1991, 1992, and started executing about 1992. And okay. finally brewed the first batch of uh, you know El Toro beer in uh, uh, March of '94. Uh, okay. Now I don't. Uh, and I'd been homebrewing the whole time. I, you mean, I don't think I'd ever went for a full week. Without brewing at least once, and often it was wow. sometimes I and I would brew in the kitchen and never brew in the garage until the very end where we were you know, moved back to Northern California from Southern California where where I was doing engineering stuff. Okay, um, but sometimes I'd have two batches going at the same time, and sometimes one would be an all extract batch and the other one would be mashing. And you know, nice. Sometimes I'd have you know the grain in the oven, or sometimes I just uh, you know with the hot water into my favorite mash uh, device was uh, a thermos cooler, a big cooler, yeah. a 30-quart cooler. That way you, you nail your temperature. when you Once you know how hot your water is to the amount of grain you've got, you leave that set there, you close the lid, and you walk away for two, three hours if you want. Really? Come back later and then uh, 
you know, run off. Okay. You didn't have to set up a sparge device or anything else oh, in the cooler? Yeah, it wasn't so much a device. Uh, no, it wasn't a device at all, actually. It was just a big a, pot of water. Yeah, well, it was more like a flower watering thing with the yeah. sprinkler. Gotcha. Uh, with hot water. It was like 170 degree water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit more because by the time it comes out, the spout hits. It's a little bit less. And, and then just a piece of angled uh, stainless steel with a bunch of number 30 holes drilled in it. So in that you put that over the spout at the bottom, you lift up the cooler so it can run out, and yeah. you have your bucket down below to collect it all until you get your five gallons, and then you take that the, in the, your big stainless steel pot and yeah. boil it on the stove. And go to town. You know, unless we had that little the plastic electric heated brew thing, which was really a horrible device. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, the brew heat, I think it was called, yeah. is horrible. It took like hours to get up to boil. Really? And, yeah. And you'd use that to boil and mash in, and just running off was I might taking too long again. <laughs> yeah, but I digress. Where were we? <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. I'm looking at two because um, I, I have another question for you that's, okay. uh, that I, I really want to ask, and I also have someone who wants to sing "Hot Nuts" for a T-shirt. <laughs> so I, I'm really torn between asking a good question and, and singing here. Let me see if he can hang. Hey, can you hang on for a second, Kangaroo? Sure. Hang in there, buddy. Now they're Cylon. Okay. No, Cylon. got a yeah. lot of robots. Yeah, it's uh, you never know. Some lines come through great and others yeah. don't. What I want to ask, and uh, and please do not allow me to get too personal. Uh, you, you know, you don't have to. You only answer as much I'm as not you want. Naked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, caller. <laughs> uh, well, what I'm curious about is you guys started really on a grassroots kind of way, and, and I just want to know maybe if you can divulge a little bit about how you were able to get the, the financing to open up a brewery like that, and did uh, did you have to go outside? of yourselves and ask for money uh, or or did you save up and how did you start it financially because it's a it's a big undertaking right and uh, at the time it was a probably a little uh, well it depends on where you're at in the country too right around in here in california northern california probably especially but probably all of california yeah uh it, i think it's a little more expensive to get going than it would be in some other parts of the country where maybe real estate is cheaper and stuff but uh um, money. Of course, you have to have the money. And, yeah. and we'd saved. My wife was a legal secretary at the time, so she was making a little bit more than I was as a you know a senior engineer. Okay. Uh, but as an engineer from day one, you're always putting money aside, uh, either in your IRA or there were some other forms that we were putting aside too. But I, somewhere between 17 and 21 percent, I was putting aside, and then there was some matching that was being done by gotcha. like Donald Douglas, who I worked for at the time. Okay. Um, we'd saved a significant amount, so that was the biggest part. And then the the balance came from an equity loan we got off my parents' property, which is uh, the site in which the brewery sits now. Uh, we have two pieces of property, one that my family lives on, my family being my wife, uh, my two daughters, myself, uh, about three acres just south of the brewery site. Okay. And then the brewery site where my parents' property is, that's about two and a half acres. So we built the brew house, the brewery in the back in about 4,000 square foot built, 4,400 square foot building. Um, and it looks like a horse barn. It was designed to look like that because the whole area is a horsey area. Gotcha. But the money, you talk, how do you get started? Yeah. The money came from. <laughs> Weird noises go. Oh, is that your phone? phone? That's okay. Uh, <laughs> so the money came from our savings and, um, and equity loan. And that, okay. so you really kind of, it was kind of a risky thing because that savings was really your your retirement. If you're talking day. IRAs and, and whatnot, yeah, you guys, oh yeah, you it's put definitely it your next stuck way out there. And if something happens, you're yeah. you know homeless. But now, you didn't have to bring well, in. No, a, we're living with my folks at, when we first started. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you didn't have to bring in investors, and you didn't really have to go out and get a big bank behind uh, no, you. No, it was we had we you know we just stuck on X and everything we'd ever saved was went, went into, into it 100%. Okay. Plus, oh, oh, here's a bigger. Okay, this is probably something that probably shouldn't 
disclose, but we had a whole bunch of credit cards at the time, and we maxed those out big time. Did you really? Yeah. So you really went Ma- on the Big line. time, like 100K. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, just we were, went for it. We were in debt for a long time. So let me ask you this, then. Uh, did you do that, you know, willy-nilly, hey, let's let's throw it on the line, and if it works, it works? Or when you when you actually made your, your business plan and you were checking your viability, did it really seem like a calculated risk to you guys? No, it was a calculated risk. And at the time, there weren't as many, you know, the, the, it wasn't the explosion at the time. Because remember, 94 when we opened was about the time yeah. things were just starting to ramp up so we didn't foresee it being as big of a deal as it became to where there was as much competition as there was we everyone was a little bit more focused on their own local uh, geography which we sort of underestimated the amount that it would grow and the amount of competition you would have yeah so it was um, you know as i said in the, and you probably got listeners out there that are engineers mm-hmm. uh, or technical Technical people that that study the heck out of things, and uh, as a home brewer, that's what I did too, and that's how I got better. Is I read every technical thing out there, and then I and the, what really makes you better is you just apply trial and error. Gotcha. You know, you, you know, and then when you make the mistake, you read your technical. Oh, oh that's right. What it is. That's what I did. So um, anyway, yeah, we studied the heck out of it, and it was calculated risk, and uh, and it's taken longer to recover. Okay. Well, one day we will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So ninety four. Like I said, we're getting ready to do the pub. The pub was always the idea, but then the things didn't work out. We turned it into a microbrewery yeah. and intended to roll that into a pub, and it's taken longer. But now we're doing it. Going to open this summer. Gotcha. You're about to do the pub. That's great. See, now that's a that's a long time coming. So you started in ninety four with the intention of having a pub, and now it's oh uh, six, and you're getting the pub. Now a lot yeah. of patience and a lot of work. You know, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad and, our, and our overhead's not so bad either because when we've got my dad working there, you know, yeah. uh, us, we don't have a lot, we don't have any employees per se other than ourselves. Sure. And we, we have, we've had, we've trained brewers that have gone on to become actually better brewers in pretty well known places. Nice. Um, so we've had a few brewers go through that we've you know, had on the payroll, but then as things had to start to whittle down, we've whittled them down, or they've seen it and have left by choice or gotten you know jobs that pay them better than we could pay. Sure, I got gotcha. you. Um, and offered decent training in exchange for that, so it wasn't you know, something for nothing. Well, and child labor probably helps you out. Couple, yeah, Gina. Couple Gina kids. Will, what? what? <laughs> okay. You so guys got to go. leaving, so see you, Gina. Come pick me up. <laughs> you want to take a quick break, and uh, we'll sort things out in here. Sure. Everyone Okay, we'll take a real quick break. Uh, I, I've got Kangaroo. How about this? Uh, we'll let Kangaroo sing Hot Nuts into the break. You want to do that? Uh, Captain Kangaroo, you there, buddy? I'm here. All right, you sing Hot Nuts, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna you're gonna take us into the break, and then uh, we'll give you a shirt for it. Oh boy, this is gonna be very good. <laughs> okay, you go. ready? I'm ready. Go for it. Okay. Selling nuts, hot nuts. Anybody here wanna buy my nuts? Selling nuts, hot nuts. I've got nuts for sale. One, four, five, two, four, ten. If you buy them once, you'll buy them again. Selling nuts. Hot nuts. You buy them from the peanut man. Yeah! Kangaroo! We'll be right back. It's the Brewing Network. <laughs> the Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. City lights. <laughs> it's not city lights, is it? I like that though. <laughs> I like how John just changes the words, however he I feels like. Oh, willy nilly! <laughs> yeah, it's see me ride out into the sunset. I like city lights. 
<laughs> it would work. City lights song. out in the sunset. It's a oh, journey song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I used to have a book that had all the alternate lyrics that people thought the songs were. Oh, that's great. It's hilarious. I've, I had a calendar that was like that, just a daily thing. It would give you a new song with funny words. Well, the, it was hilarious. People, people that would you know commit to them, and they'd say, well, hey. I always thought it was those words. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's the Brewing Network, and of course, we're here with Gino from El Toro Brewing Company, hanging out with us, kind enough to uh, stick around for a while, another long show. Got the family hanging out, too, and that's cool, especially because it's turning out to be the family show and the and the wives' show. Uh, just before the break, we had uh, Captain Kanga Brew sing us the Hot Nuts song, which uh, was well done, if I don't say so myself. I might edit that out of the archive and put it somewhere. Kanga Brew, you there? I'm here. Hey, that was nice work, man. Yeah, please edit that out of the archive. <laughs> no, when I said edit out, I meant like edit to post it by itself. <laughs> oh no 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 no! <laughs> I'm just gonna, oh boy, you're, you're a you're you should have gone on American Idol. We should have American Brewing Idol. We should. <laughs> no, I, I have no voice. You know, I was in the, I was in the shower, so yeah, I guess that was better. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, I appreciate it. That was highly entertaining. And I'll do anything for a shirt. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> uh, what, uh, what size you want, Kangaroo? Uh, you get a large? Yeah, we. Oh, perfect, Dad. That's what Doc's got. We'll send you a large. Yeah, it'll be extra large pretty soon, but I'll stretch into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, send me an email, Justin at the Brewing Network, and uh, we'll get it out to you. Sounds good. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, brother. Bye, bye. Cool. That's fun. <laughs> Man, you know, here's the thing. Uh, we don't think of it too much in here about how difficult it is to call in sometimes. I mean, these guys know that lots of people are listening, especially when you consider the archive. Mm-hmm. People all over listen to that thing. And I don't want to make anybody more nervous about calling in. But, uh, you know, calling in is tough sometimes. It takes some cojones. And mm-hmm. this guy calls in and sings a Hot Nuts song. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was cool. Well done. <laughs> hot Nuts. That's fun. You, you deserve a shirt, my friend. Uh, we're going to put a little star on yours. <laughs> yeah. A little star. <laughs> ah, sorry, that was gay. <clears throat> what are you going to do? Go a whole show being a man? It's not going to happen. No. I'm feeling a little better, though. Gino, your beers are, are, are doing me right. And, Thank you. Uh, this winter brew now, um, uh, real nice malt back on, on this guy. And uh-huh. not your regular type of malt flavor. I get red licorice. Yeah, that's because it, it's, a, it's a sweeter thing happening. Mm-hmm. We think about that one, Doc. Red licorice, huh? You mean like... Red vine, red vine, fruity, yeah, yeah. fruity. It's a little fruity. Yeah. I'm drinking. I'm drinking your IPA. Right I get that now. too. Oh, yeah. But I had it before. Yeah, I was thinking, man, it tastes like an IPA to no, me. Not that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get a Gee, little I'm red liquor shot of too. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely a little red vines in there. Yeah, I didn't throw any of those in there. Yeah, come on. Well, you just don't want to give away your secrets. <laughs> yeah. Dry hop red vines. <laughs> Actually, it's sort of like the poppy jasper, only you know, on steroids. Is that what it is? It's pretty much higher gravity and definitely that. Okay, and you hop it well, more as well. Uh, yeah, that one's. It's about twice as hopped as the poppy jasper. And okay. It's been you know I made it I think uh, October last year, so it's been a little while. Uh, but it's in my intent's always been to make it sort of like a poppy jasper on steroids. Um, and a lot of my barley wines tend to be sort of similar, like that family thing we were talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's got the same hops. I don't think I used any different hops in it. Uh, and I know its alcohol is uh, about 8.5% for this particular batch. Okay. Um, and its gravity finishes off relatively high. Even though it starts high, it finishes off relatively high, like 1017 specific gravity, I think, is about what it finished. Uh, it's definitely above 1014, and the start gravity, I think, Forget it. It's above, it's above 1085, but about that. Okay. 485, something like that. Wow, it's uh, up there. So it's yeah, that puts it above eight percent. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, I don't remember how much I dry hopped it. I can't recall. I usually don't dry hop the heck out of a lo- out of the stronger beers. Sometimes I do. I had a tenth uh, our tenth anniversary ale. I used uh, uh, eleven different types of hops and pitched them every ten minutes, and it, and and pitched a lot in the dry hop uh, phase too. And it was uh, very hoppy. Okay, it's like a you know a triple IPA is what it ended up being because it was strong and gotcha eleven percent. And did you open up the regular IPA already, John? You got that one going mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, let me finish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gino, I'm going to give it, I'll put it, uh, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, the family is welcome to throw on some headphones if they want to hear what's happening over here, but, uh, but, uh, you know, fare thee well. You never know who's calling in, man. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know. Okay, just thought I'd offer it up. Being shy. Yeah. Like that happens. Yeah, you a never lot. know what's going to happen. I got a caller right here, so, uh, oh, okay. It's probably, this might be good that the, uh, the headphones are off. Uh, Rich, what's happening? What's up, Justin? Ah, uh, not a lot. Having fun. Crew. Having what fun up? here with El Toro. You got an alternative version of Hot Nuts for us? Well, yeah. I think I'm hammered enough to try to sing it, <laughs> and I'm actually going to try to do the notes instead of reciting it as poetry. Okay. See, that's what I thought. He should be. It, it was nice and clean and clear, but he should have been singing. <laughs> yeah. He was a hip hop kind of. You yeah. Know. Yes. All right. You, you give it to us, man. Uh, well, you got to promise to uh, edit it out. Sure, we promise. Time. Okay. No problem. No, promise. well, no promises. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to promise you that. You guys ready? I'm ready. Do it. Selling nuts, hot nuts. Anybody here want to buy my nuts? Selling nuts, hot nuts. <laughs> I've got nuts for sale. Selling one for five and two for ten. If you buy them once, you'll buy them again. Selling nuts, hot nuts. You buy from the peanut man. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, you got sold. here want to buy my, my nuts? Selling nuts. Hot, hot nuts. nuts. I've got nuts, nuts for sale. They tell me your nuts is mighty fine, but I bet your nuts isn't hotter than mine. Selling nuts. Hot nuts. You buy from the peanut man. Wow. Wow. soul behind it. That was something else. Okay, now I'm parched, man. i got to find my porter. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, you need a drink. All right, John, I'm challenging you now to take that out of the archive. And I'll make a hip-hop Put song. some beat behind that. That was some soul right there. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Rich, that was awesome, man. Uh, you know, just kind of hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rich, uh, that old thing. Hey, Rich, can I can I have you call in sometime to my cell and I'll record you? Pro Tools? Well, I guess I'm, uh, I've Ring already been tones. recorded because I know yeah. Justin is You can take that recording, that John. That'll be better than a phone recording. That's true. Just cut it out the archive. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> you want a bobblehead shirt, Rich? Well, I already got a shirt from you guys, so, you know, I'm not greedy. It's up to you, man. You deserve it after that. I'll, we'll give it to you if you want one. All right, my dude, I'll take a bobblehead shirt. <laughs> All right, cool. What size are you? What size you want? Um, I'm 
at least a large. <laughs> I've been brewing for about 12 years, so that equals at least a large. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll give you an XL. You can shrink it. Cool. <laughs> All right. Send me an email. We'll get you a shirt. All right. Check you later. Thanks, Rich. That was impressive. <laughs> Good. I love our listeners, man. Is that the extended version? <laughs> that was the, the extended version. Yeah, yeah. Rich isn't shy. That's uh, that's for sure. Okay, now this is a good question, and I don't want to put you on the spot with it, Gino. Uh, I couldn't find an El Toro website. And yeah, then, we don't have one yet. We're working yeah. on it. Okay, we they were pay asked, somebody to do it, so it takes a little while to. Mm. I know that. Yeah. To, you know, <laughs> yeah. There's, you a lot, there's a lot of good reviews out there about El Toro. You can get a lot of hits off of Google, yeah. but no website. That's right. If you do an El Toro closer, search, though, that's yeah. absolutely well, true. Just punch in El here. Toro into Google, <laughs> and you'll find all sorts of beer reviews and different awards that they've won and things like that, but you won't find an El Toro yeah, website. Pub Crawler does pretty good. For you know, There's a lot of fans there and uh, rate beers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the ones in Pub Crawler, I know a lot of those guys, they'll come by, and, and, and I'll go, Oh, you're this one and you're that one. The, yeah. the rate beer, like I said, they're further away, so I don't know the guys, but they're very nice to us. So. Gotcha. By and large. Right. You don't pay them for that? No. Well, my intellectual property that I just don't get enough for. Hmm. Is this the IPA right here, John? Yeah. Are you sure? No. no. I think I'm finishing the winter. I put the bottle in front of you. No. I guess not. Oh, we got to try Bub's beer, too. We gotta do the bub beer. Looks like I'm walking home. Is it this bottle here? Yeah, Imperial India Pale Ale. Double, yeah. That's deuce. the double. That's okay. The deuce. The deuce, deuce. Imperial. <laughs> I like the double. The deuce. Deuce. That's Gina. She's the second kid. Oh, nice. March second's her birthday, so coming up. Very nice. So she's deuce. Happy birthday. Because Amber you got a great beer This one's name Amber. Right? So Amber's already got one. She's had one for a long time. Yeah. Gina needed one, so she's deuce. Of course, we have the genus Honey Blonde now, too, because so, she's a Honey Blonde. And yeah. Wow. Very nice. So she's got two. No, Amber wants two. <laughs> <laughs> that is she's definitely new meaning to the family brewery mm-hmm. right there. That's very cool. Well, their grandpa has one. He, we've got a William Jones Wheat that's uh, won a gold at JBF, and so nice. he's, got, he's got one. Okay. He used to be a bud guy, so we had to make something light for him, so it was the wheat beer, of course. That's a good he transition said, He said right he wasn't there. a beer guy. What's that? You said he wasn't a beer guy? No, my father. Oh, okay. My father's... Uh, doesn't drink and at all but he's a good bar guy he's a i mean he doesn't drink he's one of those guys that well you could tell i mean i, I talk um my dad will talk non-stop <laughs> yeah and, and people like that so they hang out at our uh, microbrewery just to hang out with him so he can bs him all in <laughs> <laughs> uh gino if the uh, brewery ever has any trouble you just go on the radio my friend you're doing good oh thank you it's good beer oh i'm blushing that's a good beer <laughs> she's ready sweating <laughs> you dry hop this too uh, which one is that? This is the Imperial. This is the Deuce. Oh, it's, yeah, it's got the. Sh- it's dry hopped a lot. Yeah. It's uh, I think I got about 80 pounds of hops in about a 350 pound batch, and there's 36 pounds just in the dry hops. You're you're awesome. <laughs> you're, you're you are awesome. Yeah, it's 12 pounds of. Uh, it's not tomahawk. Uh, you know, tomahawk or Columbus, same thing. Oh, so. nice. Uh, 12 pounds of Amarillo and 12 pounds of uh, either Centennial or Simcoe, depending on which batch that is. Okay. Where do you use the Amarillo? Uh, in the dry hops and in the uh, whirlpool. Okay. Justin likes Amarillo. I do. And you know what? I think I'm going to, uh, in fact, you just reminded me, Gino, because I had thought of it and then forgot it when I wrote my recipe. I think I'm going to do the uh, Amarillo in my pale ale. I'm going to do it in the whirlpool. Instead, Amar- of, instead of doing the one minute, I'm going to do it in the whirlpool. Can you get Amarillo? Because uh, Amarillo has yeah. been very hard to get for yeah. uh, commercial brewers recently because there's some brewer, I don't know 
who out there? Yeah, uh, you want some? I'll give you some. <laughs> yeah, I've actually had to reserve some this year for like a, a year and a half. I've been unable to get it just because it's been all sold out. Yeah, and uh, and the, from what I understand, the crop this year was a relatively low yield, so there's not yeah. a lot out there. Centennial was hard to get last year too, but apparently they've got a lot of it this year. And oh, okay. Simcoe was really impossible to get, and I think this year they said they've got a lot. So yeah, the word is definitely that Amarillo's tough. I've got last year's Amarillo, and uh, it's uh, I'm good friends with Jamil the Pope, our homebrew god around here. And uh, he hooked me up with a big bundle of Amarillo, so I've been using it in, in, in most of my brews since I got that. Yeah, it's hard to get this year, yeah. and it's funny because about five, six years ago, nobody used it. So it's yeah, only exactly. a few of us were using it, and you know, and everyone was liking the beers come off it, and then I guess the word got out, and yeah, somebody gobbled it all up. So this just, is a great Justin, Justin you're holding. Yeah, I'm holding. Oh yeah, I'm holding. Why you need some too? Can you hook me up? I can. I got a little extra. Extra. Yeah. So see, it's it's not. I'll tell you this though. uh, uh, It's not been in the freezer. It's been in the fridge, but sealed in two Ziplocs. But it's been in the fridge the whole time. All right. But I got extra after. In fact, when I brew this next batch, I'll give you some. Cool. Yeah. It's uh. Hook me up. I like the Amarillo. This is a great double IPA, man. Thank you. This is really nice. Uh, you, you ever entered this in competition? That one got me Alpha King at the Great American Beer Festival in 2003, and okay. I haven't entered it since because I haven't been back in a couple of years. But I've, yeah, you know, I've when I've entered it, it, it does well. Okay. And it always rates well amongst the uh, judges at JBF too because they are, they can always they can recognize it when they go by tasting. Yeah. And they'll uh, they'll come by and tell me it's always rated well. And when I look get my little tickets back that says how they rate it. Yeah. It always does well. It's, okay. I mean any any time it'll. It's always up there, so nice. Justin, Justin's shaking. He likes that That's beer great. so much. Yeah. Could you, is there an extra bottle? Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you notice I didn't pass it around. I put it down in front of me, and it's sitting right there. Oh, yeah. Well, that one's on draft, bottle. too. We just gave uh, pizza a keg. Uh, Hopyard has it a lot. Uh, okay. Tornado has it on tap all the time. Oh, okay. All right. Tornado's one of my new favorite places, too. Yes, it's a good place. All right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to taste Bub's beer, because we've we got Bub's homebrew here. All of us are going to taste that. And then i got two questions left for Gino, and then we're going to get the heck out of here. So you can get out, and we can get out, and it's been a long show. That's uh, good. It's a school night, and I'm starting to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you out. Uh, the two-time gold medalist Olympian Bub is on the phone with us. How are you, Bub? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing real well. You hey, still wearing, You still wearing your medals from Friday? Uh, no, I drank them. That <laughs> <laughs> a boy. It didn't take too long. <laughs> Bub brought it real strong on Friday, if you didn't hear the beginning of the show, and if you didn't hear lunch meat on Friday. And uh, he's a two-time gold medalist uh, in the long pee and also the bad beer guzzle. And uh, I just got done practicing the long pee again. Did you? Uh, did yeah. you, t- you know, I timed myself later that day, later on Friday after I was drinking, just because I thought it was real interesting that I you know, went 32 seconds. Dude, I killed you. I went like 50. I told you, I couldn't throttle. It, it was so yeah. bad. I couldn't throttle. If I would have been able to throttle a little bit, yeah. it would have been a good minute. Yeah, I went like 55 seconds. Oh, I could have I beat you easy. If, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, I held on too long. You know, I think the other thing is that you trained with water. And it's different than beer. A lot yeah. more. There's a lot more impurities that, that you're that you're releasing with the beer. So you just get you end up with a lot more in the bladder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time. But uh, there's always next year. But man, uh, hey, uh, two-time gold medalist, man, good work. Hey, I right. do what I can. Okay, so uh, Bub was just, you know, real nice to us too. Sent us a box of of beer to taste, and also a whole bunch of pint glasses. Is that your homebrew logo that you put on there? 
Yep, absolutely. And it's a great logo, real cool glasses, Doc. Uh, uh, they're out there. You go. You got one in front of you, right there. That's his logo, right there. Uh, it's a uh, kind of a, a, a butterfly. And and what's the, what does it say? What's the brewery name, Bub? Schmetterling Brewery. Schmetterling Brewery. Daniela actually thought that they was they were maybe like German pint glasses that got sent here. She didn't, oh. they were they're so nice. Mm-hmm. You know, and Schmetterling is a German word. Yeah, yeah it's, it's butterfly. butterfly right? Yes. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Nice work. So that was real cool. Butterfly. Wow. Sent us a bunch of those, and uh, and then sent us his beer, which we're about to taste. So, uh, John, you tasting already, John? Which one are you cracking? Chocolate mm. stout. Chocolate oh, stout. Chocolate stout. Now, right. awesome beer. What do you mean, no? It's awesome. Oh, that's what John said. I like it. Why you don't like this one? Well, well it's I'm from not 03. a stout fan, but uh, that's not my beer. Never mind. I'm gonna get in trouble because. Uh, mm. My wife doesn't like it when I do that, but that's her first and only beer to this point. Is that right? <laughs> Score, right. yeah. <laughs> I think it's great. It has a W on the top. Did you, like, tell us yeah, not to taste this one or what? Wendy. Gotcha. What was that? Did you, like, leave a note that we weren't supposed to do this one on the air or something? No, no, no. Oh. no I, okay. I, I could have just said it was my beer and I got in trouble. But gotcha. I'll get in trouble. From again. 2003. She just doesn't like the recognition. She didn't want it for competition. She wanted it for herself, but... It I smells great. Let you guys drink some of it because I thought it was. Stouts are hard to make balanced and do well. Oh, that's it, a nice it, beer. It was an extract kit, so I mean, okay. uh, we came up with the recipe ourselves. But yeah. she did most, if not all, the work, except for the heavy lifting, of course. Okay, it's nice. It's a little astringent, right? Yep. But uh, but it's that's nice. Not yeah, yeah I, I noticed that from a lot of the grain. I think I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, what I got. It's, it smells good. Little, smells great. Uh, Love the aroma. It, it comes off first as, as really nice and smooth. Ends a little astringent, mm. but that's the only fault that really I can go in, especially for being that, that old. From the greens? Yeah. But especially for being that old. I don't taste yeah, oxidation there, which is no, pretty good. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty clean for being that old. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed it was that old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. February 2003, so I mean. It was supposed to be a Christmas thing, but uh, the cake got sent late. So. <laughs> okay. That's good beer. That's her first brew? That's her first and so far only brew. I mean, she's helped me quite a bit. So. Okay. I said that a girl. Nice work. Do you keg or do you bottle it? Um, I, I keg a lot of my own stuff. We bottled that. You bottle? Okay. So that's that's all bottle conditioned. If it's in a bottle, it's bottle conditioned. I don't... I don't uh, I don't feed off the keg. Like your choice of bottles. Bubba does them in the red stripe bottles, those little yeah. fat boys. Those things are cool. I just like that you bottle them in those. Yeah, awesome. I, I bottle them in those all the time. And you know what's awesome about them, too, is that they don't have a label. So you don't got to worry about cleaning all that junk off when you sanitize it. They just have the painted on label, you know? By the way, we must be, <laughs> she must be uh, way behind the times on the, on the feed, but she just said, yay me. <laughs> yeah, there's like a three minute delay or something there. Yeah. All right, what else we got from Bubba? We had another one, right? That's Weissenbach. Uh, ah. Okay, now this is oh, the one. Now this is the one that foamed up the other day. I just opened one and it didn't foam, but this was a lager, and it was done quite experimentally. I, I brewed it in October for Christmas. This one didn't foam up. No, this one didn't either. On mine, okay. I don't know what happened with the other one, but uh, I lagered it in the garage. I just set it in the garage. So what temp was it? Whatever the temperature was, man. I started in October. I bottled it in December. So cold. And and it ended up originally. I don't know what it tastes like now, but originally it was probably the best beer I ever made. All right. Real malty. Yeah. Definitely real it's, malty. It's not truly a Weizenbach because it wasn't made with Weizen yeast. Okay. The Weizenbach because 
it's about half uh, wheat malt instead of. Uh, okay. Very light. It is light. It's mm-hmm. clean. I think it, it goes down real clean. It's it's got a nice malt flavor. It's got almost a, a toffee like yeah. smell to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of my first all grain. I think my first all grain batch. Oxidized. What'd you mash at? <laughs> you <don't know>. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. It Just pick out. something and lie to us. Yeah. Nah. I have no earthly clue. I mean, like I said, it's 2002. 2012 to 13, 151.7. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. 400. Yeah. I don't know. It's good, man. I sparged at 185. I brewed on the sun. You know, I would just, uh, I, I, I just would have put some more ops in it or something. It's just, it's real, real malty. I don't mean that on a hop head way. It's supposed to be a box, so it's supposed to taste like that. Yeah, but it's all malt. Yeah. Is, it, is that yeah, right? No, it's yes. not supposed to be hoppy. Okay, well, don't listen to me then. I, and I don't like hops all that much, so. No, it, it's for a Bach. It's it's kind of in there. It's so. right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, it. I thought he said just like it was just like a regular lager. No, no, I said it was a Weizenbach. No, it's a Bach. It's not a Weizenbach because a Weizenbach uh, uses a, a half of ice yeast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a regular Bach. Lager yeast. Yeah. Then you done well. Hey, no, it, it's Pyramid uses a lager yeast. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, you done well, man. Then it's all malt. It tastes good to it's me. It's all malt. Anything uh, wrong in there, Doc? Uh, just kind of getting a little bit oxidized. Okay. Um, and that that toffee smells a little funky to me. It's not bad. It's just it it just stands out. You think? I, I'm just wondering where it came from. That's yeah, I was going to ask you. You think that's grain or that's yeah? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, not yeast driven. I literally went to the homebrew store and picked up what they had. You know. Gotcha. And so um, it could have been anything there. Do you know what the gravities were, like, starting and finishing offhand? You know, I'd have to look. Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head. That was before I was using computer software to do it. All uh, right. It's all on paper somewhere. And and one day you're going to get it all back into your computer program, right? One day. <laughs> right. I, I took it out of designing great beers or, or clone brews, one of the two. Mm. So it's um, it, I'm guessing 160 or 170, somewhere in that range. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think uh, let's go with 165. That's probably pretty close. There you go. That's good enough. It's good beer, man. Good work. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. All right, we're going to get out of here, yeah. bub. So we're not going to try all your beer. I think we had one more to try, but uh, maybe we'll just save it. That's cool. Because we got to run. i got a, another couple questions for Gino, then we got to get the poor guy out of here. All right, you guys have a good night. Hey, thanks very much, bub. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, no man. Problem. All right, buddy. We'll see you. All right, bye-bye. All right. Two quick questions for you, Gino. One of them you don't even have to answer here. You just have to uh, keep it in the back of your head. Just nod. Just nod. I was going to say, just nod. <laughs> in fact, I don't remember the other question, so you just get that one real easy quick one. Um, listeners love... Uh, oh, no, now I remember the other one, too. Listeners love clone recipes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I know you don't want to give away all the trade secrets, but if, if uh, most of our listeners aren't going to be able to get your beer right away until you get to, you know, maybe a little more distribution in the future. Although, a lot of our listeners will vacation out here and, and hit up uh, guests we've had on the show, so you might get a little of that. Um, so you don't have to you know spit out a clone recipe now, but if you could maybe think about something that you'd like to, to give a clone out that we could brew at home, send it over to John there and his email box and, and wouldn't mind us posting that that'd be real cool cool and we were uh, actually i had a brewer that came by from uh who was from santa maria brewing company okay um and uh dan 
they're they're real nice people and their beers are real nice and uh, their their brewery is on El Camino Real in Santa Maria. Well, El Camino Real, as a lot of people know, is like the old Mission Trail that runs from uh, I think as far north as Sonoma and goes all the way down to into Mexico, but definitely you know. San I thought Diego. it goes all the way up to Canada. No, 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 it doesn't. The missions, the California Missions Trail, the end uh, of the missions in San San. Okay. Sonoma. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it goes from there all the all the way as far south as San Diego. It may even go beyond. You know, it may even be considered to go as far south as Laredo. But okay. uh, we don't usually consider that because U.S. isn't California history. But anyway, there's breweries all along El Camino Real. There's yeah. some of us anyway, and uh, our pub will be located on Monterey Road, El Camino Real, and okay. his is located right on El Camino Real. And we were talking about making like a a duplicate sort of thing for yeah. anybody that's along. So we all use like the same. Basic formulas, but only put our little spin on it, based, basically based off the changes in yeast and yeah. our brewing process, and of course equipment. Great idea. So something like that could yeah. uh, go in there. Okay. But yeah. Um, that's relatively simple. I could come up with some uh, things that are like our gold nails are relatively simple formula, and it's uh, yeah. I don't want to give away trade secret stuff either. And, no, and that's uh, fine. But you know, if you could give us a re- you know, no one's gonna they're gonna brew this at home and enjoy it so that they can maybe taste a little something. We just love recipes. You know how it is. Yeah, you were a home brewer. And, and IPAs, I tweak that all the time so I can give IPA recipes which people probably would like because they like IPAs. And sure. I can give like uh, basically ratios. You know, ratio of hops to grain and and ratios of specialty malt to you know standard malt and all of it of course would be uh, grain based off of grain. And I might have to, just for simplicity on my part, give you like the large scale for my That's scale. That's fine. John can take care of it. Have to ratio <laughs> it Fitty down. G. Yep. I give uh, it to Fitty G, and he, he dumbs it down for the rest of us. I will do my so, best. So, yeah. No, d- don't, you don't want to spend too much time converting it or anything. Just give him the regular one, uh, you know, as close to the regular one you as you want to give him. Just give him in percentages if you want to do that. Yep. Like percentage pills, percentage yeah, leave it crystal. Yeah. And we'll convert That's- it. That's yeah, sure. Perfect. That'd be cool. All right, yeah, just shoot them an email when you get a chance. And uh, listeners asked about that already. So. Daniela is raising her Go hand. Ahead. I have a very nice quote after the chat room about the El Toro beers. Okay. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> that just came out of the chat room. Yeah, just Thanks, now Pop. just came through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> he doesn't drink. But Thanks, Pop. <laughs> right. Not use a computer either, though. So. <laughs> All right, and then Set my to play solitaire. My, I guess my, my yeah. last question would be for the listeners out there, uh, is there any way they could get a hold of your beer if they're not uh, in Wisconsin or California? Uh, yeah, there's uh, – who's the guy at a series that has the beer shop? Because uh, he buys the beer from our distributor and then sends out – it's uh, Beer Off the Wall or Beer on the Wall. Okay. Uh, he has a website. And you guys are online right now, right? Go, yeah, Danny. Go to either Beer on the Wall or Beer Off the Wall dot com. I think it's Beer Off – Beer on the Wall. Beer okay. on the Wall. Dot com. Right, check I, that I, out. I think that's him. And then he's got a whole uh, catalog and stuff, and and he ships all over the country. Oh, cool. So uh, All right. I mean, uh, BevMo used to do that, but I don't think they do that anymore. But They do it with wine. I've seen that. I don't know if they do it with beer. Yeah. I know you can do well, it still with well, wine. Beer on them. the Wall does it. It's okay. I'm pretty sure it's And if it's uh, it's in the Celebrator, too. I think you advertise in there, so there's his website there. Okay. But uh, but just based off of what I've said, you could do, always do that, you know, the search, yeah. Google search, and find him. Did you find it? We got Beer on the Wall, unique beer gifts for any occasion. Yeah, okay. he carries our stuff. There and I go. know that he ships all over. He gets the IPA, Stout, Poppy, and Golden. Uh, he doesn't get the wheat or any of the other stuff, but he gets those. Okay. Sure. And I've seen it because we've seen it on our... We should our depletions report, our sales reports. So. Gotcha. So he actually does it. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the problems with a lot of our listeners is we have a lot of West Coast brewers. Yeah. And we just love the beers, and they can't get it. I think he gets everybody's that has a distributor because he, he, he'll he get anybody's that you have in here. I'm pretty sure he gets just about. Okay. I, I don't know that there's anyone that he doesn't get unless they're self-distributing and just don't sell to him because 
you know, he he went out of his way to get ours, and I'm pretty sure he gets okay. anybody that has a regular distributor that he can reach. You know, you're the first one to come in here and say that, so that's awesome, Gino. That's a great resource. Well, and you can look through the catalog because the catalog's pretty big, right? I mean, I haven't looked at it in a long time, but right. I guess you've got it. I'm going to have to start charging beer so on the wall. There's your <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's awesome. They can find your beer and check it out. All right, Gino. It, really great having hey, you thanks here. Thanks for today. having me. It was fun. Come back if you would. Uh, sure. It was a good time. And uh, great information out of you. Great beer. It's good stuff. Thank you. Appreciate it. Last time I had your beer was a quite a while ago. So um, well, we do most of the beer festivals. So whenever you go to the beer festivals, that's not that's incorrect. We oh, we had, had his beer at the barley line. vine festival. That's right. Yeah. It was really good. One. That was Yo, actually. Uh, that's right. We that was this, this batch of Yo. It was what it was. Okay. Yeah. So. That's right. Now, yeah. Thank you. I, I totally forgot about. It. Before that, I had bought a six pack a couple years ago and loved it then too. Yeah, we did that so. when we did the holiday ale festival where I think I sent Yo also at, at uh, Pacific Coast Brewing Company. Uh, Anderson Valley, we're always up at that festival, and there's okay. not as many around this area anymore. But Hop Yard around here, yeah. Um, yeah. Where are we close to but then that the, uh, Peach Brass Rail, yep, in, in Walnut uh, Creek, and or they'll, Danville, have the, they'll, and they'll have the Deuce and the extra Hoppy Poppy. Nice. And that's, I think that's the most amount of aroma tabs I've thrown. Because I usually throw in three, and I threw five in just because I don't know, it felt like it. Gotcha. Can you they tell like me hops there. So what's an aroma tab, real quick? Uh, aroma tab is a uh, hop extract. A hop extract that's also uh, dehydrated, so it looks like a fizzy. Yeah. It's also combined with uh, some cellulose and some uh, um, oh, what's that? sodium bicarbonate. So when it breaks down, it breaks down relatively quick as far as dissolves. Yeah. And then the sodium bicarbonate diffuses very tight bubbles and sends it through. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> see, I talk with my hands. They yeah, can't see that. <laughs> they send the, these little tight bubbles uh, attached to the cellulose and the hop fiber, uh, hops particles throughout the beer, so you get a really good hop distribution. Nice. Do you only so, use it for dry hopping? Uh, I don't use it that often, but I use it, yeah, only in dry hopping. It's okay. sort of a waste anywhere else. Okay. All right. I think you, Can you dated yourself uh, referring to fizzies. Well, yeah. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Uh, Alka-Seltzeries? <laughs> okay, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like fizzies. That sounds better. Do you know what those are? Fizzies? <laughs> no. Well, I know be... when you say Alka, I know the the concept, but I it's never like would have... It's like Kool-Aid tablets that you drop in a thing of water when and you're a kid. It will go. You can make root beer. You could make uh, grape, grape soda. Cherry. Uh, okay. And, and it actually made carbonated It carbonates soda. it. Oh, like right. Like Pop Rocks for... For, pop for liquid. For liquid, yeah. Yeah, so you can make root beer, cola, uh, grape. Cherry. It was a big deal. That is a big deal. I would like that today still. <laughs> it, was, it was a big thing when you were a kid because you got to make your own soda uh, in your glass. You put it on your tongue and it just. Yeah, that was fun too. <laughs> Doc. <laughs> Doc is doing weird. Put it up your nose. <laughs> Try that. I'm sure he did too. <laughs> All right. Hey, See how many you can okay, put in your mouth. Thanks very much. Sure, I really Gino. appreciate Thank you. it. Cheers. All right. Uh, what do we got on next week, John, real quick? Pete, Peter Zian from. Uh, Ale. Ale Smith. Ale Smith. All right, cool. And uh, maybe we'll try to sneak in a little sanitation. What is our topic, though? We're going to be talking about okay. high-gravity beers, how to brew them. Oh, that's going to be great. Actually, there's going to be no San- sanitation. Sanitation like three, four weeks from yeah, now. Yeah, out the window. All right, we'll do high-gravity discussion. That'll be that'll be a good topic. All right, cool. Thanks, Doc. Thanks, Daniela. And uh, thank you, John. Right, Jamil thanks. show tomorrow? The Jamil show tomorrow morning, dry stout. Nice. 10, 10 a.m. Yes. And then, of course, don't forget about lunch meat on Friday. Oh, oh <laughs> that <will>. show. <laughs> Friday at noon. Lunch meet. Noonish. Night, guys. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Pale ale is a friend of mine, and I should like good barley wine. Chocolate porter, cherry stout. Don't you know what I am talking about? Don't you give me that American cruise for the one of real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love it? Homebrew, can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all the time. Yeah, I think I have me. Well, I have the one right now.
get down Double and triple on my best friend I think I'll have them all over again But don't you give me that American truth For the one a real homebrew Homebrew, don't you really love that homebrew Can't get enough of it Homebrew, it blows my mind I love homebrew all of the time Yeah, I think I'll have it Well, I'll have it one right now Yeah, you know what I am talking about. But don't you give 